Do you remember those? They were like suckers, but they had like scorpions and shit in them. Yeah, from the 90s. Yeah. What was up with those? Everybody was into eating bugs in the 90s. But they were real. Yeah. What? I, like, that's like an Asian market kind of treat. But they were real bugs. You want to know how I, <laughs> how I know that this is an Asian market treat? What? Because I got a book that was like 101 Weirdest Facts of the World from the Scholastic Book Fair. And th- that oh. was in it. That was a fact okay. that was in it. <laughs> All right. So very relatedly. <laughs> okay. That's a nice segue. <laughs> Into the Animorphs. Yeah. I wonder if I still have that book. I bet I do. Ooh. I'll find it. I want to learn facts. Yeah. Hundred, it's like 101 weird and gross facts or something. Like, you know, a 90s kids book. Yeah. <laughs> like, generic. Oh, God. Do you remember those little machines that you could make gummy bugs out of? Hell yeah. Oh, my God. I wanted one of those so bad. Yeah, me too. And my brothers got one and fucking wasted it. They made shit candy. Those bastards. I wanted an Easy Bake Oven, too, but... For some reason, I, I think my mom was like, we have a real oven. I could bake you stuff in the <laughs> oven. And I was like, no, mom, you don't understand. It's different. These are tiny treats. Yeah, that you can make yourself at any time with no permission needed because it's a fucking light bulb in a box. You should be encouraging this. Yeah, seriously. Wow. <sighs> Way to not foster my independence, Casey's mom. God, Carol. Yeah, way to buy your jeans from the paint store and not foster independence. <laughs> How many episodes of this podcast are we just gonna waste my ball? <laughs> Minimum three. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Good fucking thing she doesn't listen to podcasts. Picture of my room right now, it's super fucking clean. Yes. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> your mom's a wonderful lady. I'm so sorry. <sighs> well, since we've brought it up like four times now, have you had any thoughts about Rachel that you want to bring up since that day? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I keep thinking about that that awesome voice clip, though. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. Yeah, so good. But yeah, I don't know. It just kind of like, it, it feels resolved to me, kind of, I would say. Yeah, cathartic ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I just thought about Tobias. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, poor Tobias. Like, I wonder I wonder if he would have been able to move on. Or not, like, move on, but, like, you know, at least <laughs> kind of get over it if he hadn't lived the life he had lived. Like, if he had had, like, a solid, loving support network... Um, and more like, I don't know. Like, I kind of wonder if just like the if way he had, he had is. more time to bond with his mom. Yeah, or like if he had grown up in like a stable family situation and like he would have turned out like way different, I think. Like, but yeah, I wonder how that would have impacted like how he took Rachel's death. Yeah, I'm sure it would have been totally different. I think if Tobias had a supportive family, things would have turned out very differently for him after. Yeah. And I'm just so sad that he, like, ran off by himself for a thousand years and didn't mm-hmm. 
didn't hang out with Axe at least. Yeah, for real. What the fuck was up with that? I don't know. There's this kind of like feeling inside of me that says like, I wish he had like at least hung out with Axe or like gone to the Andalite world or something. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because like, as much as it like, and I wouldn't know because I haven't experienced like close personal death, knock on wood. Um, But like when you lose somebody, like, of course it rocks your entire world. Oh god, I'm gonna sound like fucking Cassie in this moment, but like... Just go for it. Like, eventually, like, I would hope that you would, like... I mean, you never really forget them or or wish that they weren't gone, but, like, I would hope that, like, you would kind of at least be able to move on a little bit. And especially when you have such a trusted confidant like Axe. So, and it's kind of like this person you loved them they were your like romantic partner um does it kind of perpetuate this idea if like you lose your romantic partner then like you're just fucked for the rest of your life and i don't know i I don't know what i'm trying to say (laughs) no (laughs) i i mean i think in most scenarios it would have been like yeah it's super unhealthy if you lose your romantic partner to just like you know you can't stop everything in your world because of that per se but i think it like it it was so huge because it wasn't like he had really anyone else like he did and he didn't because like that was his main tie to humanity or however they put it plus he yeah. like doesn't do healthy coping mechanisms like well no <laughs> that's true that is true um and actually I kind of wish we had had more time with Tobias and Rachel. Mm-hmm. Because, like, of course we know that they loved each other very much. But, you know, there were several books kind of, you know, in the 30s, like in the late 20s, early 30s and, and on, where, like, we made comments like, we didn't feel like Rachel was really that crazy about Tobias. Yeah. So I kind of wish there had, I mean, there, there were a couple of scenes, obviously, where it's like, yes, they're together and they're very much in love, but like, I, I wish there kind of had been more of that to make, I don't know, (laughs) this feels awful to say, (laughs) it was like to make the death more impactful, I don't know. (laughs) No, it was almost like, so we understood the depths of their relationship and the depth of the loss, because we see the impact that it made, but without having seen more parts of the relationship, we don't understand why it was so heavy, I think. Yeah. Okay, here's the other thing. I feel like Tobias's descriptions of Rachel have been, she's incredible, she's my entire world, blah, 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 blah. She's my personal lunch lady. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) sorry i'm so sorry (laughs) oh my god okay Um, and with rachel i feel like the the parts i remember are mostly like oh tobias and i like each other Mm -hmm. and i guess we're dating i don't really know he's a bird i wish he would be human yeah. And then and then eventually it just kind of led into like 
they're together, they're in love. Like, but I know, but that's not really like with Rachel's character to like mush over somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But I never really got like a full grasp from her perspective of how she really felt about him to the same degree that he did for her. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I agree with that. I don't know. I don't know if that could have been done without it being out of character, but because I'm sure it could have been because there was like, I'm sure it could have been. Yeah. The problem was, I think that the books where we would have seen that from her perspective were like all the worst books. (laughs) (laughs) Like truly like um, spitting peanut all over my microphone. Anyways. um, Perfect. Hazelnut, not peanut. Anyways, uh, like the cheetah book where she was the leader. Um, the fucking rabies book with Marco. Like, yeah, all of those books would have been great to see from see that from her perspective. But they were the shittiest fucking books. And then the other one (laughs) that was a fan fucking tastic book was the one where she had to defeat Cryak. And Tobias wasn't even like in that book other than like her own headcanon Tobias that was just telling her to fuck off or whatever. Yeah. Go fly um, into the red light and suck a fart or whatever. <laughs> fly into the red light and suck a fart, you <laughs> dillweed. Um, <laughs> you dillweed. <laughs> That's a great insult. Why don't we use that more? Um, But yeah, you're right. I think Rachel, Rachel's always dealing with other shit in her books. Um, and, like, most of her books have been about her, like, dealing with her anger and dealing with her, her joy for fighting in the war. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it just felt like there was never really any room to explore her relationship with Tobias. Except for maybe the Starfish book a little bit. Yeah, because when they flew up to the cliffside at the end and held yeah. hands adorably. Yeah, and there was that fucking guy tt <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's that so weird guy was it was it that the starfish book yeah that was that was, he was the one that was antagonizing her on the beach at the beginning i think or on the bus right no i, I think there was a different oh no was it the squid book i don't remember it might have been wait that was you're right that was probably the squid book because didn't he call her a bitch because she wouldn't go yeah yeah that was a squid book and i got mad about that yeah (laughs) okay yeah anyway but i feel like the holding hands thing was at the end of the no it wasn't that was at the end of the squid book as well i mean they they end up on the beach holding hands together pretty frequently or they at least end up on the beach like flying away together and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know like, there's lots of little moments in other characters' books where they're really cute together, where they, like, go flying or, you know. Yeah. Or, like, they have a conversation about the future of their relationship or blah, blah, blah. They've but, kissed. Like, they have kissed. <laughs> At the end of Tobias's torture book, specifically, I think it was the first time. That they kissed? I think that we saw from um, their perspectives. Yeah. the first time they kissed was on that racist college campus in megamorphs after she was dead and came back and tomorrow was like oh my god just like that (laughs) exactly like that 
Was that Megamorphs yeah. 2 or 3? No, that, that was, was Megamorphs 3. That was 3. So that might have been... Was that before or after the Tobias Torture book? That was before, I think. Let's go to the Wikipedia and see what oh happens. Oh my god. It's still open on my computer. I'm the worst. The proposal. It was before the proposal, right? Oh, the Marco uh, Poodle book? Yeah, so... Th- 30 there's no way 33 the illusion that's a tobias book anti-morphing right it was 33 it was 33 yeah that's way earlier than i thought okay so now let's look at the thanks google okay 33 the illusion and then visor and then megamorphs 4 so yeah it was uh megamorphs 3 was three books before the torture book okay so yes we saw them kiss there first Excellent. Done. We've done whatever. We, we solved the mystery. It wasn't a mystery. You were right the whole time. <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> we fact-checked the mystery. We fact-checked and found that Casey was correct and Alex was wrong. Unsurprising oh. from start to finish. It's all fine. It is, I'm sure. <sighs> well, shit. Should wow, we, t- we just talked about Tobias for like... 20 minutes that's great i don't i regret fucking nothing i talk about <laughs> any of these kids for 20 goddamn minutes they're all just so good and they so are. worthy of our time they are did you want to answer questions or should we just say fuck the questions just talk about these kids oh no well we can use the questions as, <laughs> as jumping off points to talk about the kids some more i see yeah 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 with this yes okay. yes Okay, we had y'all, the listeners, send us questions, and we're going to answer them as maybe. best as we possibly... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just attack you for what you asked us. Send <laughs> so us questions, how dare you? <laughs> send us questions that we asked for, what were you thinking? <laughs> uh, I did give them all a precursory little glance, and I'm very excited to answer some of these excellent uh what do you want to answer first discord or facebook uh let's do facebook because there's less of them there i was gonna say we have way less on facebook okay i'm going to go in the way that facebook ordered them which is from precursory look no particular order So, um, we have a bunch of questions here. Let's see. The first one that Facebook served me is from Jeff, who we mention on here all the time. What's up, Jeff? What's up, Jeff? Um, he said, when you morphed a cassowary for battle, it's not, it's when, not if. (laughs) (laughs) When you morphed a cassowary. Let's, Let's be honest with ourselves. We're all going to morph cassowaries. I agree. Um, would you try to suppress the animal's mind and control it, or would you just let the bloodlust and boundless rage flow through you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean, if Tobias can control a taxon, we might be able to control a cassowary, right? Absolutely not. Cassowaries are <laughs> out of control. They are literally dinosaurs. <laughs> They are dinosaur. I was once chased in a zoo by a cassowary on the other <gasps> side of the fence, and not Seriously? once did he get up. Yeah, and like for like twenty minutes, I kept running back and forth. Of course, I'm like not gonna oh my waste God. my time, and he never gave up. Didn't oh matter if there was God. a fence. Like taxons probably would be like, "There's a fence. I should like, I can't get through. I'll bide my if time." I, 
If I get cut on that fence, I will eat myself. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Like, Taxons could at least, like, put that together. The cassowary was just like, my prey is in front of me and I will get it. (laughs) Oh, horrifying. Yes. So what would you do? (laughs) (laughs) Well, they sound brutal, so I guess I would just, like, give up and surrender myself and what will be will be. Perfect. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> I too would let the bloodlust and boundless rage flow through me. <laughs> God. <laughs> what a brilliantly uh, phrased question. It honestly from start to finish was just poetry. I feel like it's a more of a rhetorical question though. <laughs> <laughs> it started off when you morphed a cassowary for battle. Yes. There's no there's no questions within this questions. It was a nice little box set for us and we had to play within the cube. <laughs> we had to play in the space. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We're off to a good start. We're off to a great start. Next question serve up to us is from Jack Kirby Lowe. And the question is, what's been your favorite book of the series? Ooh. Okay. So... Several weeks ago, I actually made a top 10 and a top or a, a bottom 10 list of books. Um, I don't know if we want to do that now or later. Let's answer the favorite book one and then let's let's go into top and bottom 10, which you told me to prepare and I did not. I was just going to do it on the fly. So oh, no, <laughs> I didn't okay. do my homework. What a surprise. <laughs> Anyways, what is our favorite book of the series? Oh, no, that's hard because my top 10 are just that my top 10 in no particular order oh no (laughs) i failed already you didn't you didn't oh no oh i mean the last axe book is the only one i said that it was almost perfect um but i don't know if that's my favorite i don't know it's it's a different list if we go by perfectly written versus favorite book yeah, well, and then it conflates with which podcast episodes were the most fun to record. And most of the ones that were fun to record were for the worst books. So, like, sometimes I'll remember, like, oh, hey, like, like the fifth the fifth book, Marco's book, was really fun because we both had the fucking meltdown over the groceries. And then I was like, but I don't know if that's in, that's not even in my top ten. So, yeah, it's, no, it's really hard. To, oh, man. I don't know if I can answer this question right now. Oh, man. Well, I I can answer this question because I've been forced to pick a favorite. And so I know what it is because I've been asked this a few times. I have a guess as to what Do you? Okay. What's your guess? Uh, Well, okay. It's either... I I feel like you've heard me say it before when somebody's asked me this before. Is it number 12? No, but that is on my top 10. Is it number 48? No, but also in my top 10. <laughs> okay, then I don't know. Um, No, my favorite book, I, I think in, and it's not even like the one I enjoy reading the most, but my favorite book is the very last one, just because it's oh. just, it's so intense and the way that it's all wrapped up. And I, I like, I just love the, pure range of emotions that happens there and i love how controversial it is and it was just like 
such an intense read that even if it's not like the one that brings me the most joy or that I had the most fun reading, it's the one that has affected me so intensely throughout the years. Aww. So that's, I. it's my favorite. Aw, that's great. It's just like, it's just a great pedestal of how good book series can and should be. Yeah. Yeah. I will also mention that Jack Kirby Lowe spelled favorite correctly with a U. Good job. Double <laughs> points to you. Okay, sorry. Oh, top, no. Top 10, bottom 10? Or did you did you have a favorite all of a sudden? No, I just thought of another uh, one that... Yeah, I think that's going to be an honorable mention. I also have honorable mentions. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so all the books. All I'm out of control, basically. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Tell me what your top and bottom 10 are. Okay. My top 10 in chronological order, not in, like ranking my absolute favorite to my least favorite it's just in order of how the books are um the first one is number three the encounter tobias having very deep scary feelings book yeah i think just because that was my first animorphs book yeah and i'm very fond of it and i know it the best because i've read it the most (laughs) um next one is number nine the secret which is cassie book it's the skonks Oh, the skonks. The skonks. Um, then it's number 16, The Warning, which is the Jake uh, internet book. <laughs> B-Ball star 24 or whatever. Star. Rachel mopping a carpeted floor as a bear. Like, <laughs> come on. That's great. Um, the next three are the, the entire David saga. Oh, because holy yes. shit. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Holy um, shit for sure. Then it's number 26, The Attack, which is the Jake Howler book. Yes. Oh, so good. And then there's a big jump. I go to number 45, The Revelation, where Marco reveals to his dad their secret. Yes. Um, then it's number 48, The Return, the Rachel and David book. Mm-hmm. And then number 52, The, the Sacrifice, the Axe book. That's, that's a great That's my top list. 10. That's great. <laughs> Shall I do my honorable mentions? Yeah, I want your honorable mention. Mention. Okay. Um, there's like a ton of them. Okay, so number four, the message, Cassie, where they find Axe. Because my boy. Uh, number ten, the android, Marco. That's where they meet the Chi. Because I mm-hmm. like puppers. Uh, number thirty-nine, the Buffaman book. I oh, still, the Buffaman book. I still really like the Buffaman book. I, I know love it's the like. Book. I know it's like trash. The trash book, but like I loved it. It was so good. I just, yeah. I loved the, anyway. Um, number 40, the other, that's the Gefinolin and Myrtle book. Very sweet, gay and a light love. Mm-hmm. Um, number 44, the unexpected Cassie Kangaroo book. Also very fun. Loved that. Yeah. And Megamorphs 4, which was my favorite Megamorphs. That's awesome. That's a good top 10 list, or honorable mention and top 10 list right there. Yeah. I liked it. Okay. Do I even want to give mine, or do we just want to go right into your bottom ten? No, give yours. Give mine? Let's okay. ride this high for a bit. I didn't plan it out, so this is... I'm probably going to fuck it up, but it's going to look pretty similar to yours, I think. So, um, number 12, the Rachel Crocodile book. Yeah. For sure. It's just... <laughs> come on. Jonathan Taylor Thomas, all the, the whole fucking thing. It's great. Oh, my God. The Andalite thing with Cassie. She was so fucking smooth. <laughs> that's good. the smoothest she's ever been 
<laughs> Smoothest she's ever been was that book. Um, 14, because it was my first book. Right. The Cassie horse book horse that book. I, I just dumped on. <laughs> you for- rant, yes. <laughs> Just ranted about horses the whole time. 45 minutes about how wrong it was about horses. Perfect. Um, the Megamorphs 2, for sure, the dinosaur book. Mine are in no particular order because I'm doing this off the top of my head. Do it. Uh, the, the dinosaur book because mm-hmm. it just, that one has like one of the strongest nostalgia factors for me and it's yeah. dinosaurs. Of course. It, it's great. Um, the David Saga. One, two, three, right there. I'm yep. up to six. <laughs> <laughs> uh Rachel, her final stand against David, that yeah. also all the way up there for me. Nice. Obviously, I said the final book is definitely one of my favorites. Um, I agree, Marco revealing to his dad. That's definitely one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one more. Oh, fuck. How do I only have one more? I've only named, like, not that many. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or maybe you have two more. I don't know. No, so... I have one more. You're right. I have one okay. more. Okay. Um, we only get one. I was counting on my fingers the whole time. If you could see me, I'm holding up nine <laughs> fingers next to my face right now I while I try you. to decide it. Oh man, um, God, there's any so of the many chronicles or that's the problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, I totally yes. forgot about the chronicles. That's why yeah, I was like, I oh was... shit, yeah, Megamorphs. <laughs> when you threw, I thought we were just gonna go main series. Then you threw in Megamorphs, and I was like, well, I gotta mention the dinosaur book because that's like one of my all time favorites. Even though it's just fucking trash, I love it. Oh, Vizzer um, was good too. Oh no. Vizzer was fucking see, that's my problem. I'm debating like right now, I'm like, ooh, do I wanna go like Vizzer? Do I wanna go like Andalite Chronicles was pretty good? Do I my, wanna go The fucking bottom ten was so much easier to do than the top ten. Like, cause they're like a very big majority of the books are so fucking good. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go with 53 and 54 in my top 10 because 53 was also just incredible. Yes. So Ugh. there we go. That's my top 10. Yes. I love it. <laughs> okay. Bottom 10. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, this one was really pretty easy for me. And there is a pattern, and I hope you you can you can spot the pattern. <laughs> Rachel, 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 Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the first one is The Forgotten, which is the Travel Back in Time Jungle Book situation. Oh, yes. The square dancing. How could you do that? Okay. Okay. This one is, it's still very good, but at the time we had read like, you know, 10 books. And this was the first one where I was like, I didn't like this one as much. So that's like yeah. the only reason it's in there. Like I, like I said, completely fair. Yeah. majority of these books are phenomenal. And at that point, I just had, like, I had to pick like another, uh, <laughs> another bottom 10. Okay. Um, then it's the 18, the decision, which is the Axe book where they go to Lyra and do that shit. Mm, yeah. Just yeah, I remember you really books. hating that book. I didn't hate it, but like, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, then 25, The Extreme, which is Marco Polar Bear book, which it yeah. still was good. But, you know, again, like at the time we read it, I was just kind of like, eh, okay, that was just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then The Exposed, which is the Rachel Squid book. Yeah. Then The Separation, which is the Rachel Starfish book. <laughs> 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 then The... Um, Mutation, which is the Jake Atlantis book. 
<laughs> yeah. Then the weakness, which is the Rachel Cheetah book. <laughs> then uh-huh. the familiar, which is the Jake Mann book. The yes. Matrix. Then the journey, which is the Rachel Helmicron book. Yeah. And then the resistance, which is the Jake Bieber book. So it's just Jake, Rachel, Jake, Rachel, Jake, Rachel. <laughs> oh. That's very fair. I just, oh. That's yeah. very, very fair. Actually, while you're saying that, I, I forgot. I was also going to put the Jake book where they um, went to fight the Howlers for the first time in my top 10, but then I forgot it and accidentally put 53. But whatever, I said it. I'm not taking it back. Okay. That was a very good book. It was a very good book. Okay, here's... Do you want my bottom 10 or do you want... Wait. Did you want to no, say anything else? No, tell me. Else? Okay, tell me. my bottom 10. The Helmicron's Rabies book. Yes. I hate it enough almost to take up more than one slot, but I won't do that to you unless <laughs> I truly run out of ideas halfway through this thing. <laughs> is that your least favorite? That's my least favorite okay. of all time book. Is that that fucking book? <laughs> of um, all books that ever were written. That's not true. That is not true. It is, it is better than many books that, like, I would gladly read that book again over many other books. Right. It's just the worst of the series. Yeah. Um, Megamorphs 1 was just not, they just, they did not figure that one out by the time yeah. they wrote the Megamorphs 1. That's true. That's the one that had a lot of weird pacing issues. Yeah. It was the one where we saw the exact same scene from three different yeah. perspectives, like four different times in a row. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Um, the Rachel Cheetah book. Oh my god. <laughs> the Jake is a man book. Yep. The Beaver book for sure did not need to be there. Yeah. It's not even that it was like, it wasn't good. It wasn't the most horrendous thing I've ever read, but it just didn't need to exist at all. Yeah. And, you know, like we talked about, like the Civil War stuff was interesting, but then they just did that unforgivable thing where Jake just willy nilly revealed them to those Trekkies, and I just like. Yeah. And then killed that guy that didn't matter. And it's just, oh, fuck. And the whole, like, we could morph shoes now, but then all of them. Yeah. The whole thing was stupid. Yeah. Ugh. Um. I blatantly refuse to put the fucking starfish book in my bottom ten. I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna leave that in the middle. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. Unfortunately, that means I have five more books to pick that weren't good. The problem, I think, for me is that they all kind of, there's like a section in the middle where it's all ghostwritten that they kind of blend together for me, like after the Starfish book, where I'm like, oh, I remember those like not being great, but I also don't remember them being particularly bad. Mm -hmm. Um, do, do, do. Let's see. I, you know what? I'll agree with the the extreme as well, just because as the first ghostwritten book, it's like. It's almost this, like, trip where you're like, oh, God, are they all going to be this bad? But then they're not. Some of them are great. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly love the Axe book where all the Andalites come to Earth and we meet the girl that we hate. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. I mean, that's a good one for bottom ten. Yeah. Fuck, I got three more. Let me look at the list. Let's see. Let me see. Other Helmicron book? No, that one's not that bad. Hmm. I just hate the Helmicrons because that's yeah. my least favorite book. But, yeah. like, that's not a terrible book. There's an... I'm not putting the, <laughs> the fucking uh, semen book on there. 
The, the semen book? Not the semen. The I meant like the underwater submarine oh. guys is what oh. I was trying to say. The Atlantis one? The Atlantis one. I'm not putting that one on there. Maybe I just have a bottom seven. There's got to be more stinkers on there. Okay, yeah, the squid book was bad. That'll be one of them for sure. The experiment, how, I mean... The cow book? The cow book. That one I've been playing with putting in my bottom ten, but like I feel like that was more like where I was in my life when we read it than anything else. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, you mentioned that one like didn't really need to exist like as as part of the series. I just like yeah. it because it's it's these messages. These messages. Yeah, you're right. I cannot put it into the bottom <laughs> ten. Simply. No, you can because... do whatever you want. Like I no, feel... these messages was the greatest thing ever written. <laughs> Oh, Cassie becoming Aldrea. Fuck that book. book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Although she did that awesome whale osprey thing. That but was the it, coolest move ever. But then she does it again. So that's true. Marco is the poodle was great. Sorry, I'm going through the list now. <laughs> what about what about? Uh, oh, you can do you can do Chronicles and Megamorphs, too. Yeah, that's I have Megamorphs one in there for sure. But like the other Chronicles and Megamorphs were pretty darn good. That's true. And like, even though the third one was super cringy, mm-hmm. it was still like pretty. It good. was still great. Yeah. Um, and the fourth one was just next fucking level. Oh I love God. the, the Buff Man so book. Good. The fourth one was fucking yes. amazing. And this is Gefinlin and Myrtle. Oh no, I'm running out of bad books to choose. <laughs> this is a Jake Man book that's already on my list. Yeah. This is the Rachel Rabies one that just fucking hell. My fucking nightmare from hell. <laughs> oh, that one's good. Okay, let's see what else. I literally only have to find one more um, at this point. Is there a chi-heavy book we can think of? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, if I got mad because of the cheese action, then yeah. Number 10? I would pick number 10 for sure because fuck the chi. You know what? I'm going to do that out of spite. Not because I think 10 is a bad book or poorly written or anything like that, but because I hate Eric so fucking much, 10 is going to go in my bottom 10. There we go. We did it. There we go. Done. Wow, that was really stressful. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's... We did it to ourselves. Oh, man. Okay. Would you like would you like a Yahoo? <laughs> would you like another question? <laughs> Do it. Okay. Andrea McBurney Legger Ledger? L-E-G-E-R. Um asked, What other books do you guys love? I'd love to hear your recommendations. Ooh. I know one we've mentioned a few times on this podcast. It's fucking Temerer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell Definitely yeah. read that. Definitely read Temerer, Dragons. In Napoleonic War, if there had been an air force comprised of dragons, historically somewhat accurate, except there are dragons, so like not, but very good series. It's so good, and it's so good. Don't read anything else by her. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't think her other stuff is that bad. It's nowhere near Temerer, but it's not that bad. I just yeah. But yeah, especially like the first five books in the Temerair series. Oh yeah, the first five. Six is kind of where it starts. It falls off the rails towards the end, but the first five are like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Free Temerair. It's so good. Mm -hmm. Um, Wait, so is this like like kid books or like 
all regular books. There's there's no specifications. We we can go whichever direction we want with this one. Okay. It's going to be hard for me because I don't really read books a lot. But give me some comics too, like Okay. Cuz you read a ton of comics, you know good ones. That's true. Uh, okay, we'll start with books. Um, I, I'm sure everyone has read His Dark Materials, but if you haven't, I would check those out. Um, fucking religious allegories out the butt, but like really cool, like <laughs> animal and magic stuff. And it's it's also like a, a kid's coming of age sort of story. And it's it's really, really good. I read it again a few years ago and I still really liked it. Mm-hmm. What else? Dear God, I I mean it depends on where where we want to go with this. Like, there's so many good books. Start recommending some comics while I look at my bookshelves. Oh, God, oh I do have one. Can I say one before yeah, I yeah, go? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Obviously, um, if you like the space and like uh, sci-fi aspect of Animorphs, anything by um, Stephen Baxter and Arthur C. Clarke, especially when they write together is fucking incredible and like very um compelling sci-fi work with like really strong characters so it's for adults it's not a kid's book well i mean whatever it's not written for kids anyone can fucking read it but uh <laughs> it's it's really that's that is a good author combination right there i've read some stuff by them separately and i don't ever end up enjoying it as much as when they co-author and then obviously Michael Crichton, Jurassic Park, but also like the <laughs> airplane series. They, Michael Crichton's amazing. Whatever you pick up by Michael Crichton will be great. Sweet. Um, I thought of another sci-fi book that I enjoyed, and I don't really read sci-fi. Um, I forgot who the author is, but it's called a, Sm- a Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, which is basically like slice of life sci-fi. And... Oh. Yeah, if if you like that, it's not really, you know, they don't really have like any epic like laser battles or anything. They just kind of like hang out in their in their cargo ship in space and have like, you know, like interpersonal relationship stuff and it's 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 pretty good. Um <laughs> And there's some really cool species stuff and they kind of like they cover like kind of topical things like like race and gender and you know, sexuality and stuff like that. So, okay, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And there's there's a couple other books in. I think it's a trilogy. I've only read the first one, but I really liked it. So, Lena is here. Okay. I I put food in your bowl. I I fucking swear to God. Just keep yelling at her. She'll okay. get over it. Okay, I've come up with a few more series from looking at one of my three bookshelves. I only looked at the near one, so maybe I'll post something later. But sweet. Um. Scott Westerfield, another Westerfeld, sorry, another sci-fi series. Um, Uglies is the first book. It's a series. It's another, like, dystopian teenage coming-of-age. Like, there's a lot of, like, uh, Rachel kind of vibes in some of the characters in these books, but also, like, others. Very good series. Um, Um, One of my favorite books from when I was a teenager, it's a pretty old book, um, is The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. That's, like one of my favorite books of all time. It's like 1950s greaser um, gang war kind of thing. Also kind of a teenage, like coming of age story. Um, really good. And again, it's like, it's probably a book that everyone's read, but if you haven't, you should check it out. Uh, there was one more series I was going to recommend that was like 
Oh, right. Okay, 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 okay. I remember what I was going to say. It's insane that I can't remember this. So, um, Michael Grant. Let's talk about him. Oh. I'm not done with the book yet. I've read the first book of his Gone series, and I didn't super connect with that one very quickly. But I just started reading another book of his. I'm only halfway through, so take this recommendation with a huge-ass grain of salt because I don't know how it ends. Called Front Lines, which is about what if they had accepted women into the army earlier. And it it's, like, from the perspective of three different women as they're going into the army and or, like, branches of the military and, like, their experiences and, like, from, you know, one who's, like, a white farm girl and one who's, like, a black girl from, like, very... Um, different circumstances and then this one super smart girl whose brother also went to the military and like how each of their families react and blah 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 and basically like especially as fans of of Animorphs in like the first fucking chapter I was telling Casey this the other day (laughs) the one girl's older sister is named Rachel I won't spoil anything but like you're very much like wait a minute and then he also throws in like a Marco-ism in the book and so I was like hooked immediately I'm like halfway through it it's been pretty good Okay. Sweet. Now for two completely out of left fucking field books. Listen, I don't know what you're into other than Animorphs, but I'm assuming you all have other interests in your life. If one of them is uh, World War II biographies, kind of, I don't know. There's this one book that has always (laughs) stuck with me. I've read it a few times. It's really good. It's called Where the Birds Never Sing by Jack Sacco. And uh, it's like just a World War II historical account it's pretty good he's a compelling writer i don't know one of my all-time favorite books i know feather evolution doesn't sound like it's super cool but it's is super fucking dope you guys (laughs) feather evolution feathers it's just about feather evolution and it like has some of the coolest like stories and just like one-off stuff about like like I, cool facts about the ostrich feather shipping trade. And, like, I know I'm super into birds, but honestly, this is a very compelling book. It's called Feathers. It is by... I have to open it to tell you who it's by. Why isn't it on the front page? Cat is laying waste to my setup. Good. Okay, well, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. My One of my favorite book, Feathers, is by a guy named Thor Hansen. Whoa! So those are my out of left field book recommendations. I'm sorry if you're not interested in any of those things. Oh, I have another book series. Okay. Yeah, tell me. So um, if you like The Dark Crystal and you've seen The Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix, uh, did you know that there is a young adult book series that runs alongside the TV show and frankly, in my opinion, is much better written? Um, (laughs) you should check it out. Um, it starts with Song of the Dark Crystal, and then it's, or sorry, I lied to you. It's Shadows of the Dark Crystal. The second book is Song of the Dark Crystal, then Tides of the Dark Crystal, and then Flames of the Dark Crystal. Uh, and those are written by J.M. Lee, and they're really, really good. Even if, even if you're like, I didn't really grow up with the Dark Crystal, I thought it was super creepy, but I read these books and I watched the show, and the, the show and the books kind of run parallel with each other. Really fucking good. Um, also there's lesbians in it. So if you're into that, you should check those books out. <laughs> oh man. Did you know there is an avatar book from avatar Kiyoshi's perspective? Oh, like a comic book? No, like a, a book, like a book. Oh no, I didn't know that. I, I've been reading some of the avatar comics, but I haven't read that. Oh, okay. I just found out the other day and I am going to read it. 
Sweet. So now we've like swerved from giving recommendations to just talking about books <laughs> we'd like to read. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, oh. I haven't even gotten into comic recommendations. That could be a different thing. <laughs> oh man, there's so many. There's so many. Just, so just many. at me on Discord and I'll hook you up. Yeah, seriously, Andrea, if any of these pike your interest, I, I don't know if you meant for us to completely interview <laughs> with like thirty fucking things, but. <laughs> here we are okay oh my god shall we move on with questions now that yes. we've left the door open to ask ask us about comics or well, not me ask casey about comics yes if you ask me i'll go on a journey through all three of my different libraries in my house and find more for you <laughs> just tell me what you're interested in <laughs> okay anyways um okay jeff again we have a triple header from jeff damn jeff damn Back at it again with the questions. <laughs> Damn, Jeff. Damn. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go from... I'm going to go from middle to bottom to up because I think that's the order I would like to read these in. All right. <laughs> um, what was the Animorphs' worst plan and their best plan? <laughs> Shit, now I have to remember. And that's, oh, that's hard for I me. have... Would you like a worst? I have a worst right off the bat. Okay morphing eels and going through the fucking sewer tube. that was so awful you're correct that was... that's the correct <laughs> I answer i won the prize <laughs> that's you won it's <laughs> the that... worst fucking plan that was so bad that was the that was awful oh no there was no Who even came up with that uh i know tobias provided the eel but tobias provided the eel who said to go through the tubes, though. Was it also Tobias? I don't know. Oh, God. Was it Cassie? Because it was from Cassie comes up with a lot of plans. Right, but this was a bad one. So yeah. it must have been someone else. Well, that was, the sick, you... that was a sickness. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Yeah. So ah. could have been her, I guess. Could have been her. I don't know. Could have been. I don't know. It was from her perspective, but that doesn't necessarily mean she came up with it. But yeah. True. Okay. Anyways, that was their worst plan. Yes. What was their best? (laughs) Oh, God. I'm much better at criticism. I'm much better at tearing people down than building them up. Oh, oh, I thought of another bad plan. Okay. Another bad plan first. All of Rachel's plans in fucking uh, the Cheetah book. (laughs) Yes. Every Okay. I... Will slightly argue, but mostly agree with you because the idea of just hitting all over town. No, to that was good. Think, that was good. The every execution underneath that plan yeah. was not as good. Yeah, and the whole like we all have to morph cheetahs and try to beat up Visor Three. That was and the so all, dumb. We all have to morph polar bears because we all want to go in. Yeah. As a yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. But, you know, Rachel wasn't, you know, Rachel wasn't the normal leader, so her plans were set up to be bad, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, best plans. Best, best laid plan. plans. <laughs> Cassie morphing a skunk. To raise the baby skunks? No, 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 no. To, to spray oh. Wizard 3. <laughs> I was like, what a, what a place to put your stake in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was dumb. <laughs> No, we're because skunk to do the thing, and 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 then telling telling him it was uh, it was grape juice. 
needed oh, to yeah. get the scent out of. Maybe that's not the oh, best plan, that's... but that's one I thought of that I liked. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, mm. probably like blowing up the yerk pool, right? Honestly, it's probably like I, that was my first thoughts were like blowing up the yerk pool or Axe stealing the fighter jet to get the visitor to call off the start of World War Three. Oh, that was a good plan. <laughs> I, I, I mean, coming up with like stupid shit they've done. <laughs> this <is> bad. <laughs> they had like an some good plans it was just like they always went sideways so i'm trying to think of a plan that like they went and it executed and it just ran perfectly and like there's definitely the last book but of course that led to like rachel dying because that one went sideways too eric like there's eric fucking eric is the worst of all time (laughs) getting the mayor was a great plan except then that didn't end up working out in the end but that was just delightful the whole time oh my god i love that book Another honorable mention for that book. <laughs> Mayor for president. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I have one, and I think you're going to agree with me that it's the right answer. Okay. It's the one where they go and get Axe. I had just thought of that one, too. Aww. Oh, my boy. Because they got Axe. That was definitely, like, their best advantage. Like, yeah. Like, that was one of their greatest assets, I think. Well, was he was the one that did the, the challenge to the Andalites. So, yeah, yeah. you're right. Getting yeah. Axe, we won. We won again. Good job. We found the right answer. Yay! Yay, we did it. Aww. Even <laughs> um, though Marco now, got bitten in half. Oh, well, that's when they learned they could morph and their genetics would be all good. So it was also good. Yeah, that was a very productive book. It was a it was a very productive book. And now we have to come up with the Yerks best and worst plan. I have a best for the Yerks right off the bat. Okay. <laughs> and that was everything that Ava put in was starting the Yerk cult to recruit people. That's very smart, I think. <laughs> oh. Worst plan. Anything that Visor 3 did. <laughs> yeah, it really feels like that. Like anything Visor 3 came up with was pretty fucking Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Like, he was just so fucking incompetent. <laughs> he was. Oh. Although, I think worst of the worst was coming up with the stuff in the meat that would mind control them from the <laughs> cow book. Fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that is probably the worst. Oh my god. What a dummy. Maybe that or, like, infesting desert horses to go look at the... <laughs> oh no! Fucking base. <laughs> Oh. oh my god. Oh yeah, the Andalite toilet. Yeah, the Andalite toilet plan. Oh shit. This is just turning into a trip down memory lane for me and I love it. <laughs> <coughs> oh, there's so many bad plans by the Yerks. The plan to like to get JTT off the air wasn't bad, but it was very bad that Rachel was burping up a crocodile during the fucking thing. Yeah. I'm still mad at her for saying that she got rid of the crocodile and then and then she didn't. She did not. She did not. She did not. Um. Uh. Alright, are you ready for the the final it's like a three part question, but the okay. final serious question from Jeff? Yep. What has the experience of doing this podcast been like? It's been quite a journey, particularly for Casey. How do you feel about the series now as opposed to when y'all were getting first started? 
And then for me, how has reading the series critically like this and as a regular thing with discussions, etc., changed how you view the series? So one, let's break it down. What is the experience of doing this podcast being like? Um, wonderful. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, oh my god, just the combination of like finally having an excuse to read a book series that I frankly should have read, you know, twenty years ago. <laughs> however, the fuck old I am. Um. Uh, getting to talk to you, like, quite frequently. Because, like, I mean, we talk every day, mostly on, like, Messenger. But, like, I don't always realize that I can, like, call people and talk to them. You know? Just, like, working in a house by myself for the past couple years, it's kind of just been, like, I'm on my own. And, you know, I don't know that phones and Skype exist. But, um, yeah, just, like, having having this this podcast to get to talk to you every week has been just so good so good and just like experiencing a genuinely really good piece of media for the past couple of years has been really good yeah i oh man that's such a good point and like also the talking thing because i honestly there's nobody but you that I will call on the phone and so when I realize that I can call you I'm like oh yeah there's one person I like talking to (laughs) um but yeah like as far as the genuinely good piece of media goes just the way it's slotted into like everything that's going on in the real world at this time oh my god yeah like after every punch Animorphs has come up as like but look, this series is still good and it was still coming from the right place. And like, mm-hmm. it's, it still just keeps pulling these punches as like such a good series that holds up in current day climate, which for yeah. a series from the 90s is insane to think it can do that. Yeah, because there's a lot of shit from the 90s that like I have nostalgia for, but I watch it and I'm like, oh, this is not good. Like, objectively, yeah. it's not good. And I can see why other people, if they didn't have that nostalgic connection, wouldn't like this. Mm-hmm. But Animorphs is genuinely good for multiple reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, amazing. Overall, it's been amazing. <laughs> it's been real good. Thanks. Um, so then, particularly for Casey, how do you feel about the series now as opposed to when y'all were getting first started? Um, I mean, again, like, I knew the biggest spoiler before we even got into this. Um, so I was really just trying to put that in the back of my mind and just trying to experience the books as they came to me. And I knew it was going to get dark and I knew it didn't end happily, but I think I underestimated how actually dark it ended up getting. Like, these books pulled no punches and we saw really horrific things and the kids went through really terrible things. I don't know. I I wasn't expecting it to get as bad as it did, I think. (laughs) And like every new book we read, I was just like, okay, what's the next one going to be like? Oh God, what are they going to do now? Yeah. And you were saying like the, even though you knew from the beginning that Rachel was going to die, which by the way, fucking josh for telling you or whatever for you for reading the letter god damn it but like even though you knew how it was gonna end you were saying like it still hit you it's not like it was cheapened for you because you knew it was coming yeah um because i didn't know how it was going to happen and Mm -hmm. 
you know, I've been I've been spoiled for a couple things before, but mm-hmm. just knowing that that something happens and actually experiencing it happening are still kind of two different things. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do wonder what it would have been like if I hadn't known she was going to die and like how differently that would have hit me. But it's still, you know, I still cried a lot. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that at least. Yeah. Um, and then for me, how has reading the series critically like this and as a regular thing with discussions changed how I view the series? The biggest change for me, I think, was once I actually had to answer to other people was my view of Cassie. Like, yeah, ugh, it's so hard to stay mad at her with the way everything goes down at the end. Like, I still completely disagree with giving up the morph cube, but like. I've just come to appreciate her so much uh, and everything that she's done and her view on things. And like, even when I'd get mad because it's like, you're risking the team for like, you know, for this, like you're risking the entire world because you think maybe you can befriend one Yerk or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like I've come to really appreciate that she'll take those leaps and do that stuff and not kind of beat up on her as much as I I normally would. So I think that's my biggest change. So how much of your opinion was changed because we talked it out together or because, like, of where you are in your life right now? It was 90% because we talked it out together. Okay. Honestly. Um, I'm, yeah, I am grown up and more mature, but I did, like, read this series... Like, I read the whole series through and then immediately said we should do a podcast. Okay, (laughs) so you were coming fresh off of a reading. Yeah, it was like, probably, well, let's see. I finished reading that series right after Thanksgiving, and then we started recording in January. So, like, it wasn't that big of a time gap before we jumped into it. So Mm -hmm. it it was really, truly, mostly us sitting down and discussing and like actually writing down, like sitting and writing out what Cassie did and why and summarizing it from like the book's perspective where I'm like, okay, I get it. Like I get why you did what you did and I can appreciate that much more than when I'm just reading through it in my own head Mm -hmm. and it's just more of an emotional reactionary thing. Aw. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And those are all our Facebook questions. <laughs> Sweet. Because we have a yeah. thousand Discord questions. Not a we thousand. We do. But... We have a million Discord questions. <laughs> okay. So, first one is from Owl Gal. I'm disregarding the one that you wrote about if cheese tastes green or yellow. Um, but we can talk about because that. Because the answer want. is in the books already. Jake <laughs> and Margo covered it. Yep. <laughs> Um, first question is from Owl Gal. What were your first favorite books? Which I'm not super clear what they mean. Um, like first favorite books in my life or, or first favorite books in the Animorph series. Um, how do you want to come at this? I mean, for me, it's one and the same. Animorphs were my first favorite books. So I'd say let's do both. And for me, that'll be easy because it was Animorphs were my first favorite books. <laughs> Um, and then like the first favorite of the books reading through there, I mean, I, I love them all pretty much in the order I read them, like 14 first and then like, you know, mm-hmm. I'd skip back and, 
Um, as I said, the dinosaur megamorphs ha- has huge nostalgia. Like I remember reading that one in class when I was supposed to be paying attention. Yeah. My grades were not good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's animorphs. Animorphs all the way down. Nice. Um, like my first books that I really remember just like devouring, which, you know, surprising no one was Harry Potter. Um, but I think also probably, um, Judy Bloom's tales of a fourth grade, nothing super fudge and fudge mania that, that little trilogy. Um, which I don't know if that came before or after Harry Potter, but I do remember reading those a lot. And I actually still have those books with me as an adult, whereas I don't have Harry Potter books. They're not with me. Um, but yeah, those are probably my first favorite books. Um, and then Animorphs. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I read my top 10 and I just, I really loved a lot of them so much. Yeah. <sighs> hope that answered your question sorry (laughs) i I hope so as well (laughs) all right next one is from dancing axes and sorry i don't know what anyone's first names are on the discord we're remaining anonymous truly uh dancing axes (laughs) asks what age would you encourage kids to read these um i mean they're aimed at middle grade what's middle grade though like middle school? I think that's middle school, right? So 11, 12, 13? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I started reading them around seven, eight years old. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, these were, these came to me pre-Harry Potter, and I started reading Harry Potter right at 10, and I had already been reading Animorphs for okay. a few years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I mean, I wouldn't say no to giving it to, like, a six seven. well i mean six it might be i mean it i guess it depends on the reading level as soon as they can read at that level or just before if they're like getting up to that level i'd give it to to kids to start reading i have no okay. qualms about that okay yeah. that's fair like you know some of the later books have kind of big words in them but like i think as as we've realized this week, it's never too early to talk to your kids about very difficult issues. Um. <laughs> or big words, because Elfangor Serenial Shamtul is in book one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a kid's first reading of, of some of the Andalite names would just be like, they looked and there was this guy and he said, my name is some alien name, blah, 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 and skip over it. Yes. And as you learn, if you read Aritz wrong one time, it will stick with you for 20 plus years. <laughs> Arsith just sounds, it rolls off the tongue easier. It does. Arsith is just how I want to say it every single time. It's fine. We all, we all pronounced Hermione's name Hermione until they literally put a pronunciation in book four. So. Oh, man. Yeah. So next question. Um, from Scott A., I'm assuming that's not your Scott. Different no, Scott. it's not. Okay. Uh, character ranking would spark lots of debate. Also, maybe best animal morphs they didn't use but should use during the war. Best battle sequence of the series. Funniest moments and lines of the series. <sighs> Put me okay, to work here, Scott. Down. Yeah, we're going to have to break that one down. So, character rankings, like, our favorite. Because, like, uh, we know our favorites. but <laughs> Oh, but, like, in order? Oh, no. Yeah, in order. Oh, shit. Lena, please stop ruining my house. 
She will not. She is a cat. Christ. Fluffer McKitty, number one. Oh, yeah. Everybody's favorite. Hands fucking down. <laughs> uh, okay, well, obviously, you love Rachel the most. Yes, I love Rachel the most. She is my number one, my everything. And Axe is my baby boy. Yes. <sighs> oh, no. <laughs> what am I going to do now? That's the I only one I know for do. certain. <laughs> oh, no. I know why parents are like, I can't pick a favorite of my children. I have picked a favorite of my children and I stand by it. It's Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) My number twos are Axe or Tobias, but I don't know. Probably Tobias two, Axe three, but like it's really close and they might be interchangeable. Yeah, I'm thinking. I like at this, at some point I have to like, just go with like, characters I relate to the most and the most frequently mm-hmm. I think is going to be how I the only way I can do this <laughs> that's fair so which I guess would make it like Axe Cassie, Tobias Marco Rachel Jake maybe or Jake Rachel I don't know Um, I think I mean I don't even know if I have to do really <sighs> It's just because I love Rachel the most. Like, I, she is being my favorite character. She will always be my favorite character. I love Tobias. I think he's probably my second. I love and appreciate Axe so much, especially when he's funny and adorable. Cassie would be next, and I kind of thought about putting her in, like, the third position, but Axe just kind of ekes her out just a little bit because he's so funny. I understand. And then it would, Marco and then Jake. But, like, I love them all. yeah. And I feel like that's a different order than when we said at the beginning. Because I feel like I ranked them way early on. Really? I feel like we did when we were going to put them in Hogwarts houses. Which we can do. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like, oh, do we have well. to do that? <laughs> we can, let's do it at the end. Okay. We'll do Hogwarts houses at the end. But okay. yeah, that's, that's my, that's my character ranking. That's where I'll, I'll land. Okay. I love them all. And they're also. I do love them all. They're also different. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's so hard. Okay, let's spin this question a little bit just for fun okay. since we're here. Okay. If these were our friend groups, who do you think you'd be the closest with? Oh, interesting. Oh, no. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Right? <laughs> oh, no. That's, that's also hard, though, because, like, I feel like the only one that I personally wouldn't connect to is, like, Jake. Like, I don't. Because Jake was always kind of more the jock kind of dude, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I would probably be drawn to Rachel because she's very outgoing and I'm not. I would want to hang out with Rachel a ton. I feel like Rachel and I would get along really well in regards to fucking shit up. So, like, <laughs> Chaotic duo. It would, it would. I feel like it would be. Like, it would be like, oh, my God. Any sort of activity would be awesome to do with Rachel. I feel like Cassie I'd be, like, a little nervous about because I would be, like, I don't know if I want her to, like, connect with me. <laughs> I feel Aww. a little nervous about having to face myself. I feel like Cassie and I would just, like, hang out in her room and draw pictures of animals together and just, oh, my God. I feel like I would do that with Tobias. Like, we would hang Aww. out in art class oh, and, yeah. like, be the two buddies there. Oh. It would be us and Tobias in art class all hanging out. Like <laughs> I feel like I've had friends that were very like Tobias. 
when I was kind mm-hmm. of that age. Like, kind of like the nerdy loser kid. And, like, you were kind of his only friend. And I don't know. Yeah, I definitely... That was that was probably more my crowd. But mm-hmm. I did just because of random activities at school or whatever. I still hung out with, like... <laughs> my favorite story of when, uh, through a science project i was working with like the football jock at the school and everybody's like you're friends with him i'm like yeah he's a fucking loser like we hang out he you guys all think he's cool but he's just one of us like so that's kind of how i always like think of jake not that this kid was anything like jake but that's kind of how i think about it because jake would be like like everybody would be like oh he's so cool or whatever and i'd be like well if you hang out with him he's just kind of exactly like us though yeah you know sure (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Best animal morphs they didn't use but should have during the war. If Jeff was here, he'd say cassowary. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm kind of shocked. This isn't really applicable, but like, I'm kind of shocked that I was kind of hoping that the howler morph would come back into play like towards the end. Yeah. And it never did. It never did. Jake just loves his tiger too much, which is fine. It's valid. Blame him. Yeah. And especially with like the multi whatever memory, I wouldn't want to do it either. Oh, true. The shared collective. That's true. Am I speaking in Borg terms or not Borg terms? I never know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, shit. Morphs they should have used. There was one that you said super early on. Like in the early books, you were asking me, could they morph like a tardigrade or something like that? Oh, yeah. I pretty good stealth morph maybe but oh but you know flea is flea is good enough and that's at least you know somewhat tangible um yeah fucking moose they should have morphed a moose moose they should have done hippo oh hippo yeah for sure hippos kill lots of folks Mm-hmm. harpy eagle oh that yeah that would have been badass <sighs> There's lots of kind of one-off morphs that they never really used again. Like like the monkeys. I don't blame them for that. Monkeys are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> the parrots they could have used again. Yeah. See, that would have been a great, like... Because in California, don't they have the Quaker parrots there? Like in the wild? That would have been good for, like... Those aren't the ones that are scouting? in New York, are they? I think there's some in New York as well. Okay. They're kind of all over. I don't know. But yeah, the, that would have been, like, Parrot would have been a great one for, like, as, like, a warning because of how loud they can scream. Oh, God. So, like, if you need to, like, <laughs> give off, like, a get out of there now screech and it wouldn't have been out of place. I don't know. I feel like they needed more nighttime morphs because that oh. seemed to be a huge fucking issue. They got owls in, like, fucking book six when jake got his stupid (laughs) head infested and then they were all owls and then they never (laughs) fucking used the owl morphs again fuck a stupid head infested (laughs) sorry he doesn't have a stupid head i'm just mad (laughs) he does have a stupid head. i mean i know tobias is like racist against other birds as evidenced by the duck situation but jesus (laughs) christ Look at my butt, Marco. Look at my butt. Oh, look, we can get lawn ornaments. God, Tavice is a bird racist. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh no. Oh no. Anyway. I don't know. Like I I feel like 
they they got whatever morph had to get the job done so there wasn't any time where i was like oh that's a huge fucking miss yeah but like I would have definitely, especially if I were Cassie, I would have been collecting, like, fucking everything. Oh, like, my Like, shit God. that I didn't try. Like, oh, we have deer, we have crow, we have chimo. Like, yeah. I would have just been collecting everything, just in case. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I wonder yeah. I wonder if, like, after the series ended, if she just, like, you know, she wrote that book about being inside the animal mind. I wonder if she was just, like, collecting all the morphs she could and just, like, looking inside their brain head. I, that would be awesome, especially for, like, a situation where, like, if they're kept in a captive area, like, at a zoo or whatever, just for animal enrichment, if yeah. you can, like, morph their, and, like, you know, prowl the enclosure and then be like, okay, you need to, like, get some more of this shit going or whatever. Like when they let the penguins go visit the beluga whales in quarantine. Yeah, yeah they should have had penguin morphs. Oh, <gasps> cute. Just for fun. I love that. Could have worn sweaters, guys. Opportunity wasted. Opportunity fucking wasted. Oh. Sweater penguins, it is. All right, new battle mark. All right, sorry. <laughs> uh, what was the next question? Uh, best battle sequences of the series. Like well written or like favorite battles. I don't know. Cause like I have a favorite like not like battle battle, but like favorite face-off moments for sure okay and that's like the first time it's in the tobias torture book and it's the first time that jake sees visor one face to face as himself <gasps> and like has to like yeah yeah oh that, that was so good was epic yeah that was amazing that was like i was just behind jake like cheering the whole time oh my god he was so amazing in that moment oh he was so amazing in that moment Oh, I I have one. Yeah. Euclid versus that <laughs> Mr. Rogers knockoff motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the battle to end all battles. Oh my god, Euclid. MVP oh. in the series. Euclid, you fucking maniac. Oh my god. Oh. So underrated. The battle we never saw would have been Euclid versus Fluffer McKitty. Oh my god, who would have won? Fluffer McKitty. I mean, yeah. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Oh my god. Man, that was good. I'm trying to think of, like, more really epic battle sequences. Because there's a lot that are really good, but, like, ones that really stand out. I guess another one, just for the way that it's written, that stands out to me, is the battle right towards the end where uh, it's... I think it's Jake is dying and he's watching the guy take aim and like oh. Axe is fighting over him. Oh yeah. Comes yeah. That was a really epic one as well. The entire battle on the uh, aircraft carrier. Oh, that, you know what? That's number one. You're right. Yeah. You nailed it. That, the aircraft carrier battle. It's literally like, like a battle battle. It's not just like mm-hmm. the animals versus some like taxon and It's literally like guns and explosions and shit. Yeah, and Axe chopping the guy in half that startled him, and like yeah, yeah, oh, and so cinematic with like the gun smoke. You're right, you're right. Everything we said before this is wrong. Casey is right. It's that one. The question <laughs> says battle sequences, so it's not just one. So just all of yours one. are valid. <laughs> no, they're not. It's that one. You're right. Oh shit. Okay, Ugh. funniest moments and lines of the series. I 
lost it when Rachel was a bear mopping the carpet. That whole scene yes. in the Jake uh, uh, internet book. So fucking good. Um, oh, okay. oh, yeah. Jake internet book. Do you just hate trash cans? Yes. Very good. <laughs> um, the I am a teenage delinquent. Yes. Both the statistics and the ruining the symmetry of the shelf. Yep. Uh, that I, whole scene. I also love anytime Axe like interacted with any sort of like children's media, like Teletubbies or the Barney backpack. They've been calling me a Pokemon. Oh but my I am god! Quite swift. Yes. <laughs> I still love the Marco spam line from Book Fifty Two because oh, that's like yes. that hit me in a very personal way. <laughs> yes, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, these oh messages. My god. These messages were all perfect. She wants my sure. body. Anything with Axe eating anything. Body. Precious, precious son. Yes. Marco uh, dragging Axe to go buy more snacks while Jake yeah. and Cassie try to have a moment oh after her God. return. Marco making yeah. Axe sit on his lap. Tobias with the headset, the Britney Spears <laughs> lines. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the, and the like, Marco just- shirt. With, where oh! it's like, I kill at the beach. <laughs> and like, if you take this off, be warned. <laughs> um, and then anytime Cassie tried to lie, Cindy Crawford. Oh, Cindy Crawford. Giving her number being like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or whatever. <laughs> anytime Cassie tried to play it off cool and failed miserably was also great. Oh my god, yes. Jake being a big honking goober. Oh my god, yes! Big honking goober. And do you remember early on in the series when he would try to tell jokes and no one would laugh? Yes! So oh bad. my god. He would get super upset. Even if they were kind of funny, it was like on principle nobody yeah. laughed at his stupid jokes. Aww. Oh, man. Man, that's good. There's just so many. There's, just... There's so many. Oh god. Tell us your favorites, audience. Yeah, come on. What are your favorites? Yeah, what did we Those miss? Those are all of ours. Yeah. We, we basically recapped all the books, but if we missed any. <laughs> mm. uh. Okay, next question. Yeah. Uh, this one we kind of answered already. Um, it's another one from Scott A. Where does Animorphs rank in your own favorite book series? Number one. Number one. Even more than temporary. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it's just... I've had it for so, so long. That's true. It's shaped who you... You tattooed it on your body! It's tattooed on my body! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's my favorite thing. Um, Oh, that's terrible. I can't believe I said that. That's why I couldn't reveal who I was when I met her again. Yeah. (laughs) I bet she remembered you. She just didn't say anything. I doubt it. I feel like she would have said, like, oh, haven't I met you before? And I've been like, never. Never. We've never met before. You don't. Oh it's a God. mystery. Anyways. <laughs> um, Animorphs rank in my favorite book series. Um, I would say it's up there. Um, but that could just be me, like, not being able to remember anything and just kind of, you know, it's in recent memory. So, but no, I mean, it's like generally one of the best book series I've read ever. And that's not saying a lot because, again, I, I haven't read a whole lot in my life, but like so fucking good. okay okay so tallmite asks biggest nostalgic moments and dumbest moments of the series 
Well, dumbest is all of the fucking Thelmacron's rabies book. Oh, my God. So part. dumb. Okay, sorry. Like, I'll stop hating on it. Dumb in, like, a honest. meta way or dumb in, like, a, a character did something dumb or... We'll just have to cover all the bases. I guess. God. Just the Jake Matrix book was so dumb. That was so dumb. I also, like, dumbest as far as any situation, any character was Visor 3 not listening to any of his peons when they tried to tell him that grape juice was not the correct <laughs> juice, and he refused to listen. That was the dumbest Visor 3 ever was. Oh my god, he's ever such was. an idiot man. Such an idiot. Such a bad leader. What was the other part of that? Not the dumbest moments? Uh, nostalgic moments? moments. Which, I guess oh, that's more for oh. you. I have... Okay. Um, I have such a strong nostalgia i mean the first one was of course like in the scholastic book fair i can tell you exactly how the bookshelves are set up and where the cassie book was on the shelves but um the the book that i keep fucking talking about the dinosaur megamorphs 2 book i have such a strong memory of like bringing it out during class and hiding it and i was reading the chapter where Tobias's wing did not heal, and so Rachel had to, like, rip off parts of her morph suit to try and, like, continually, like, set his wing so it would heal properly. And I have such, like, strong nostalgic memories of reading that. Like, I, I can just picture even now, like, sitting at the little plastic desk and having the notebook open with my book inside Oh, it, nice. Like, not listening to the teacher. Oh, no. Um, and then the other thing that I always think of super strongly is being over at my friend Nikki B's house, and he had, like, a, a standalone, like, tree fort in the backyard, but it was really just one of those, like, little box things with a slide. <laughs> and uh, we were sitting up in the treehouse just reading the back of the memor- the, uh, the back of the, the books going, like, trying to memorize, saying, like, we can't tell you who we are or where Aww. we come or whatever. Yeah, the whole thing. Like, I used to be able to just recite that, like, from memory, like, the whole back of the book. Aww. So, yeah, those are my those are my biggest nostalgic memories. Nice. Anyway, sorry. Uh, yes. Next. Next question. <laughs> uh, top 10 best and worst ways the David situation could have turned out differently. Top 10. Kill David, kill David. Oh, <laughs> no. He could have have not been the worst fucking person on earth. That might have turned out okay. One, not have been as big of a fuck ass. (laughs) Learn to accept criticism when given to him and not be bitter about it. Yes. Being a better team player. How about um, not have a fucking snake named Spawn? Not have a snake named Spawn. Just grab the morph cube the first time around. Not have to go back a second time to get it. God. All of mine are just having to do with, like, David could have been different as a person. <laughs> Honestly, that's, like, the best answer. <laughs> David should have just been different as a person. Or, like, once they get out of his house, and I know they couldn't do this emotionally, but just fucking leave him on the streets. Who cares if his parents aren't there? He'll go into foster care. The oh, no! Probably would deal with it. Oh, Who my knows? God. Who cares? He's such an asshole. Uh, he probably would have just become like a petty criminal. Probably. Just a, another delinquent lost to the system. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. Well, I mean, he would have become a controller. Actually, oh my god. That's what should have happened. He should have become a controller. And and he would probably just die in some unrelated incident. 
<laughs> or or he was so fucking obnoxious that he drove his yerk crazy and then they just like kicked him to the curb. Oh, yes. I like that. Like the yerk that infested him was like, do you know how big of a fucking loser this kid is? And abandon him. <laughs> I want a like, new listen, host. <laughs> I'd rather be a sensory deprived slug than in fucking Slayer's head any longer. Fuck this kid. Fuck this kid. Um, he's just the worst. Um, he could have died as a rat on the island. <laughs> that would have been nice. I would have liked that. Fluffer McKitty could have he... gotten him. Oh, Fluffer McKitty. Oh, <laughs> what if, what if they got him into Rat Morph and their whole thing was, we're going to trap him. We're going to take him to the island, blah, blah, blah. But Fluffer McKitty intervened and killed him before that could happen. And they all watched helplessly as Fluffer McKitty just went in for the kill right in front of them. Oh, my God. Now we're cooking with gas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or, okay, you know how the end of Toy Story 2 when the when the bad guy gets, like, abducted by a little girl with a Barbie? Yeah. Could have been like that. Somebody could have come along and be like, oh, look at the cute little rat and just, like, kept him in a cage. Aww, and put as he like yelled into yeah, the nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a talking rat. I, think I forgot he could rats talk. Haunted. <laughs> um, it, we're more or less at nine, so yeah. I wasn't keeping count. I, I was mean, just naming scenarios. I was keeping count, but like some of them, I I kind of dismissed as making jokes, and some of them I we were making jokes, and I took seriously. Um, I think. As much as I would never want to deprive Rachel of that last scene in the book that, like, set the stage for the end, I think her killing him right then and there with Axe as a witness would have done something to the series. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It was so early, though. It was so early. That was, like, their first big breaking point. Like, that would have been a lot at one time. Like, narratively... I wouldn't have done it, but, like, as a choice, as the team right then and there, I would have heavily considered it. Yeah. 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 And the I think, yeah, the only reason they didn't kill him then was because it was so early. Like. Right. Ugh. Yeah. Shit. A more innocent time before, a more innocent before time. Jake flushed 17,000 yurks out of his ship. <laughs> or, like, somehow frame him up for being the kid that threw the dead kid down the elevator shaft and let the fucking cops take care of him. Yeah. There you go. Bonus number 11 scenario. Throw him in a rat prison. (laughs) Throw him in a fucking... Throw him in a series of tubes. A series of tubes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. God. Okay. Okay, sorry. Are you ready for more questions? I'm ready. This is from Joy. I know who Joy is on the Discord. (laughs) Um, could the Animorphs win a dance-off versus the Guardians of the Galaxy, mostly Star-Lord? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> That's just, we already know how bad they all are at dancing. They are very just, bad at dancing. No. They're very bad at dancing. I, okay. Well, let me piggyback off of that and be like, Sorry. what is each of their signature dance moves? Jake obviously is the, uh, room for Jesus. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true, though. Oh, my Um, God. Marco absolutely would be like the sprinkler, the shopping cart. The moonwalk. 
the moonwalk. Marco break would have dancing. like one of those. Yeah, bad break bad break dancing, dancing and bad worm. Sure. The worm. Yes, I was just gonna say the worm. You are correct. Oh my god. Uh. I feel like Axe would just, like, spread his arms wide and just, like, twirl and flail everywhere. With the arms wide open. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Get your creed out of my podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, you're right about Axe. He would definitely just be, like, he would lose the, the thread. He'd, like, just have his arms out, like, am I doing it now? Yes. <laughs> I feel like Cassie would, because of her family... Let me spin this narrative for okay. you about Cassie. Spin me a yarn. Her parents are, like, so uncool that I feel like they would all be doing, like, older dances together. And they wouldn't necessarily be bad at them. But it would be shit like the jitterbug and, like, <laughs> shit from Footloose that they would do that they would, like, all think was cool. Or, like, oh the dance God. from, like, Breakfast Club. Oh and Cassie God. would be able to do those decently well. Oh, cute. Like, because can't you just see, like, her mom and dad at home, like, dancing to that? Like, hey, join us. This is fun and funny. Yeah, like, they have, like, movie nights, and they just watch movies, and yeah. then they get up and do the date. Oh, my God. Fuck, Cassie and her family are so cute. They are adorable. I love her family. <sighs> oh, I found Tobias's in this moment of silence. Okay. He would have learned only the Macarena because it was just that popular and nothing else. <laughs> That is so cute. Oh my god. (laughs) And he would do it like really awkwardly. Like looking around. He would like, oh god, it it is this arm and then this arm. And then, oh, uh, yeah, flip it over. Oh, okay, flip the other one. Got it. Cross. Yeah, cross one at a time. Okay. So cute. Oh god, I have to move my hips. I hate this part. (laughs) What about Rachel? I don't just know. Just kind man. of very I, I picture just very like exuberant, like I'm having so much fun, just like kind of whatever, you know. And of course she looks great doing yes. it just because of who she yes. is and her confidence. Yeah. Just like yeah. dance like no one's watching. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. I'm sad now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it made me feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> we can go back to Axe dancing with his arms out and <laughs> just twirling. <laughs> So oh my god just slowly spinning with his arms out <laughs> looking up towards the room and then he falls and then he actually fucking falls over because he gets dizzy oh i told god. you humans can't function on only two legs that would be that or marco trying to teach him the sprinkler and he just gets it horrifically <laughs> wrong every time oh marco would try to teach him the robot too i feel like oh my god Tobias trying to, like, do the Macarena and Axe trying to mimic him and Axe getting it horrifically wrong. Oh, my God. I love this. I love this fan fiction we've written. This is the best thing we've ever made. (laughs) This is what it took. This is why we had to read all the books is for this. Yes. What kind of dance is what they do? Oh, sweet kids. Okay. Yes. Top three cheeses. This is our first not Animorphs related question. Okay. Or book related. I have my cheeses. I'm ready. Okay, go. Do you? Okay, go, because I have one. You only have one? Wait, I have two now. Okay. I'm building slowly. Okay. So, top three favorite cheeses. Fucking Munster. Fucking delicious. Oh, hell yeah. Delicious fucking cheese. Hell yeah. Fucking smoked cheddar, because anything smoked is amazing. I also had smoked string cheese on my list, oh. so I am down with that sickness. Oh, wow. 
Um, and then third favorite cheese. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's like Sacacetere so, so, so or something. Anyway, it's an Italian cheese. It is made of truffles. It's like a truffle cheese. It's really soft. It's mm. fucking amazing. I will figure out what it is and pronounce it to the best of my abilities. You go. Uh, Brie, obviously. Oh, Brie is so good. Oh my God. Why didn't I think of that? I don't know. I was like expecting you to say it so I could agree with you and then you didn't. Now I'm horrified, but it's okay. Brie, um, the smoke string cheese. And then my third favorite that I bought because it was on sale. I thought I was going to hate it. It turned out to be one of the most amazing cheeses and I've never been able to find it since. And yes, I have written the manufacturer and they said they hadn't produced any peppermint cheese. Huh? It was like a peppermint Gouda. So you know those cheeses that you find in the store that are like... They're like red wine gouda or like blah, blah, blah. Like they just like combine flavors yeah. and most of them are pretty whatever. They came out with one around Christmas a couple of years ago that was peppermint cheese. I literally had it on our wedding registry because they had it on Amazon, but it was all sold out. And I was hoping that it would come into stock before the wedding and somebody would buy us 30 pounds of peppermint cheese, but it never <laughs> came back in stock. It's a lot of cheese. <laughs> It, I, it was so good. And I only had it the one time. And legitimately, I wrote them, like, the next year at Christmas time, I was like, hey, when are you coming out with that peppermint cheese? He's like, oh, we're not doing it this year. And this year, I plan on writing them back again and saying, hey. Every year. Where's that peppermint cheese? I drove by the factory once on a really long road trip. And I, I did not know it was there. Like, I just drove past the sign that was all of a sudden, like, by the way, this cheese processing plant is two miles up the road Ooh. on the left. And if it wasn't five in the morning, I was like, I got to stop there. And then I'm like, it's like a Saturday. There's no way they're open at five in the morning on a Saturday. So I drove past. <laughs> but like, I thought about stopping, like just to see like, hey, do you have that peppermint cheese? Wow. It was so fucking good. Nice. And I thought I'd hate it. I bought it because it was like, literally, it was like a giant wedge for like three bucks. And I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, I'll try it for $3. Who cares? It was amazing. Nice. Ugh. Wow. Sorry. I didn't realize I'd get so passionate about that question. Peppermint cheese. <laughs> Peppermint cheese. It was so good. Who would have who thunk? Um, who would have thunk it? It's called Sato, Sato Centre. It's S-O-T-T-O. C E N E R E. Sato Canere? I think it would be pronounced like Sato Serenay, right? Sato, I think you're Sato right. Serenay al Tartufo. Oh my god, that's so many letters. It's a lot. Um, and hence why I couldn't remember what it was called. Um, yeah, I don't blame you. Anyway, fucking get some. So good. So fucking good. It's good on eggs. It's good by itself with crackers. Yeah, it's a truffle. Yeah, it's mm. truffle cheese. It's got mushrooms in it. It's savory. It's soft. It's, oh, God. I fucking... It's a soft cheese? It's not like a hard... Well, oh, my God. Well, okay, it it's, everything. it's like... I don't know if it's like a soft... It's like, it's malleable. Like, it's not like Parmesan. It's not like a brick of cheese, but it's not like brie. Okay. It's not super creamy. It's kind of in the middle. It's okay. softer than cheddar, if that makes sense. Yes, that does make okay. sense. I'm down with this. Yeah, get down with it. It's good. Fucking get it. Um, I've never found it in like kind of a 
mom or like a standard grocery store like a Harris Teeter or a Safeway, but I have found it in like a fancier grocery store like a Wegmans. They're, they might have it at Whole Foods. Check their fancy cheese section. Anyway. Okay. I will. Do it. Okay. Um, what muggle jobs would the group have? Is that like normal jobs or like? I assume so. Like non-animorph jobs. Uh-huh. Oh, God. I feel like Rachel would start in customer service and then get blacklisted get from customer Day service. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get fucking fired for attacking all of the Karens that came into the fucking store. Yes. <laughs> yes, I agree. I completely agree with that assessment. Christ. She would not stand to work in retail. Oh, my God. Yes. Agreed on that front. Cassie obviously would be like rehab center or like small pet store that takes really good care like you know the ones that like they'll give you recommendations on the best brands of food to buy for your dog yeah yeah, she'd definitely do that axe would work nowhere because everything he did he'd either be too good or just out of his fucking (laughs) mind monster (laughs) he is a monster Uh, i can't stop picturing marco like being like a sleazy salesman kind of like at just like a footlocker or something (laughs) but at night he'd do stand up comedy (gasps) yeah (laughs) I guess I'm thinking like more jobs instead of careers cause we sort of got oh yeah yeah okay I just want to make sure we're on the same yeah. page. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking like jobs they'd have temporarily, but I could see Marco like getting his start really young doing like, yeah. like having a fake ID to get into the club oh, to yeah. try his hand at stand up comedy while he's working at like Foot Locker during the day. Yeah. Uh, would Jake work at like a, like a Dick's Sporting Goods or something? I feel like Jake wouldn't even go that hard. Like he'd work at like the movie theater or something. Oh Yeah. Aww. Like, he'd get a really pedestrian job. Aww. I'm just so happy thinking about them living, like, a normal life with no pain and agony. <laughs> oh, my God. What if Axe worked at the Cheesecake Factory? Oh, no! And he just ate all the cheesecakes. <laughs> he'd be fired immediately. <laughs> he just bounces from food job to food job, oh. getting fired almost immediately. I mean, he would definitely try to work at Cinnabon at some point, but then not be able to contain himself during the job interview and then be asked to leave. Yes. He would immediately get the job because of his passion for Cinnabon, but on his first shift, he would absolutely, <laughs> during training, be fired. Fuck. I feel like Tobias Tobias would probably, like, okay, here's, in my head, I've written another fan fiction, okay. and it is. Tobias would also get a job working with Cassie because she would get him a job at the pet store that she's working at. Cute! And he would like the birds, maybe? Aw, he could take care of the birds, or maybe the mice, way too intense. Oh, oh no. <laughs> That's scary. Either that, or I was no, thinking but- he'd be like... In kind of a solitary job, like a janitor or something. Yeah. Just kind of in the background, yeah, kind be. of an overlooked sort of guy. He is like the guy at in Parks and Rec that's always listening to uh, the feel like a woman <laughs> on his <laughs> Walkman while he empties the garbage. I love that guy. He only, he only appears in the series like twice, but you yes. fucking remember him. <laughs> you do. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, but after Rachel gets fired from retail, what does she do? Yes. Sorry. Um, Stitch Fix. 
<gasps> yeah, she'd be so good at Stitch Fix. <laughs> she would be so good at Stitch oh Fix. I guess we're really playing with the timelines because for everybody else, I picked should I imagine them doing in the mm-hmm. 90s and Rachel, I'm like, she could be a stylist at Stitch, Stitch Fix. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so true. <laughs> Wow, I guess we really made it to real podcast status because we actually mentioned Stitch Fix like 70 fucking episodes <laughs> Oh my god. This episode is sponsored uh, by Stitch Fix. It's not. it's not. They haven't given a shit. Nope. Anyways. But yeah, she'd be really great at a job like that. Or she'd like, through some weird series of choices, like <gasps> luck into a job with like working as like for some rich lady doing some weird thing. Or she could be a social media influencer. Yeah, she'd get something, like, really sweet and obscure through, like, some weird chance encounter. Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Like, she helped somebody pick something out at the store, and then they immediately witness her getting fired for tearing some other bitch down, and they're like, I love your attitude, you come work for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. That would be awesome. <laughs> Oh my god, what if Axe also worked at a frozen yogurt place and ate straight out of the tubes and they kept having to <laughs> tell him to stop? put his whole mouth under the spout? <laughs> yes, he did, and just poured it in. Oh no. <laughs> Christ. Oh, these are wonderful vignettes we've painted of Axe. This is also the best thing we've ever made. Yes. <laughs> he eats all the fucking toppings with his bare hands, Ew. like, handful at a time. Oh, my God. <laughs> These are frogs, and yet they are gummy? <laughs> How does this happen? It's genius. Oh, my God. He's the worst. Oh, sorry. I love it. Oh, he's the worst. Okay. Okay, sorry. Next question. <laughs> oh, Joy. How much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? Ten. Just ten. <laughs> Number ten. It's ten. They 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 eat in base ten. <clears throat> yeah. How did Cassie and Rachel allegedly allegedly become best friends before the series started? Oh, cute. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I feel. Hmm, I kind of wonder if it's like a tobias jake situation like maybe someone was picking on cassie when they were kids like little kids i imagine they've been friends for a really long time and like maybe someone was picking on cassie and rachel came over and beat the shit out of them and that's how they they became friends that's where i initially was going as well and then i thought but what if it was something else and what if that scenario was something like Rachel was the one that somebody was being mean to and Cassie just came over and said like oh well like I'll play with you and they just went off from that time oh that's so cute right that's adorable I love them I love them too why are they so cute together I don't know oh god love it I just love the two of them so much and I just I know I've expressed this so much, but, like, I just really wish we got more of them just Me being friends. fucking too. Okay. Shall we move on? Okay. Yeah, sorry. The Animorphs have time for a movie marathon. They each get to pick one time period appropriate movie. What do they choose? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell me. I want you to, to give me all of these. Oh, no. Well... I feel like, oh, God. I think Cassie would do, like, a feel-good animal movie, like Homeward Bound or mm-hmm. some shit. 
and she would totally fucking cry. Um, because Cassie is me in this scenario. We are the same. <laughs> oh, no. Did the Baywatch movie Marco, come out? I was just going <laughs> to say, Marco would either do Baywatch movie, which I don't know if it did, or something with Schwarzenegger. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that because of Boris, though? No, that's he mentioned Schwarzenegger like four times in the okay, book, true. all of his own accord. Schwarzenegger was definitely, yeah, like a household name in the 90s, too. So. Yeah, and he mentions him like when they go to like the Mad Planet. Um, oh yeah, opening and there's a few more times he mentioned Schwar- Schwarzenegger like yeah three or four times in the series. Jake would do like a sports movie. Do you think so? Maybe or like a war movie, maybe or like an action movie. Oh, how far into the series are we talking? Because I feel like Jake at, at a certain point and beyond would absolutely pick a war movie, mm-hmm. like a documentary on like Patton or something like that. Yeah. But any time, like, before that, he would do, like, there's... Mission Impossible lo- Like, Air Bud. Air Bud. <laughs> I guess I was thinking more, Something like... basketball. Um, uh, I almost said Space Jam, but that's wrong. Like, I don't know. One of those, like, oh. fucking, like, The Rookie or Hoosiers or, yeah. like... like Exactly. Like, a feel-good sports documentary yeah, or like, fiction. Yeah. There's no crying in baseball or whatever. Some sort of, like, inspirational sports team movie. Little giant sandlot. Yes. Would Tobias choose Jurassic Park? This is the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Do you think Tobias would pick... He loved dinosaurs! He did! I'm kind of wondering if maybe he would pick, like, an animated movie. Because I feel like he's Aww. got, like, a little, like little artistic sort of kid side very true oh land before time there we go it's it's dinosaurs and it's animated yes but would he be like oh this is too kiddish for my friends yeah that's true he could be embarrassed by it what would rachel do i feel like she's not really into like uh like chick flick movies yeah. <laughs> what if she picked the war movie? Yep. What if she's like, we're watching Schindler's List and I can't. Oh no. <laughs> Jake is like, lunch. what the fuck, Rachel? <laughs> Schindler's lunch. Oh, <laughs> That's why I said it too, because that was fresh in my mind was Schindler's oh, lunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah, I don't know what she'd pick. I could also see her picking, like, a not a chick flick, but kind of, like, a 10 Things I Hate About You kind of a movie. Oh, yeah. Like, with a strong feminist message. Something like that, yeah. Legally blonde. <laughs> God, no. That's the worst. <laughs> no, but it's so good. It, it, it's a huge it feminist message. It's basically, like, you can be smart, but also, like, pink. Yes. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Yeah. I'm just... But yeah, I don't think Rachel would watch that. I don't think so either. I don't know. Maybe just a Xena movie. Xena, yes. Badass warrior lady. Oh, I figured out Tobias's. We missed it. Okay. Star Trek. Aww. (laughs) Little nerd. Yeah. Or Star Wars. One of the two. And Axe would complain the whole time. Axe would be like, all of these are incorrect. How <laughs> dare you? bad. What would Axe even pick, though? 
I feel like Axe would pick the animated one. Yeah, I agree. He's I fucking fascinated by the Teletubbies. And I yes. feel like animation is just, like, so outside of his scope of, like, I don't know. Because it's, like, he was having a hard enough time with the humans on, like, the soap operas. Mm-hmm. But, like, animation is, like, take, like, anthropomorphizing something that's kind of human, but, like, simplifying what? it. What if he picked the Lion King to learn more about lions? <gasps> Cute! <laughs> Hakuna Matata. And then he just sings that forever, and Marco's like, shut the fuck up! Stop singing that! (laughs) Like, yes to all of that. Yes, 100%. But also, in negotiations, very seriously uses Hakuna Matata (laughs) as an actual thing. Oh my god. (laughs) I love that. I love it so much. I love this next fan picture that we've written. (laughs) (laughs) I just love imagining them in, like, non-war scenarios. I'm... So upset that we never got a book that was just them, like, dicking around for a whole book in each other's company. I know. That could have just been a one-off book. Like, not even part of the series. It could have just been, like, a... Write it for me now, Applegate. Let me put that to you. Catherine and Michael, write me that book now. It's... The world sucks. I'm going to tweet them, actually, right after we're done recording this and okay. say that. We need because... just a one-off slice of life fluff Animorphs book. Yes. Exactly. Please. Please do this. Please. Please. Please, I want it. Give it to me. Come on. Give it to me. Come on. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Next question. <laughs> okay. Okay. Animorphs okay. a musical or Animorphs on Ice? Why can't we have both? Because Animorphs the musical. Oh my god, so good. They just wouldn't be oh able to really capture the morphing sequences on ice, I feel. Yeah. In a way that pleases me. They could do, okay, compromise. I'm willing to compromise with you on this. We have Animorphs the musical and the extreme takes place on ice. Oh, that's so good. It's all, life's all about compromises. I love that. <laughs> what good? What would the musical be like? I feel like Rachel would have a really awesome like rock ballad about yes, how fucking and awesome Marco she is. Marco would like Rachel would absolutely have an awesome rock ballad. Marco would be like a Hamilton-esque kind of a thing. Like a like with a rap number? I see not necessarily. I don't want to box him in with a rap number. And that's why I said Hamilton-esque, like, where he can mix that style of, like... Because we know that his musical tastes already skew towards, like, hip-hop and heavy metal and that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So, like, the ability to kind of, like, take something that, like, is as traditionally oh. lame as a musical, but then, like, spin it into something like rock, hip-hop, mixed oh, media kind of a... Yeah. Oh, and if he was singing about his mom, I kind of feel like... It would be like Eye of the Hurricane kind of thing, where it just kind of starts like really quiet and then it kind of builds and builds as he like gathers his momentum. Yes, but then when he's like thinking something through and planning from A to B, it's that really fast Lin-Manuel rapping where you can like hardly hear what he's saying. Oh yes. my god! Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Jake would keep trying to sing, but every time he started to build would get cut off and never get to do his song. <laughs> Like Malfoy in a Harry Potter musical. Yes. <laughs> Until maybe like the very end, but then he doesn't know what to do when he actually oh. has the platform. Oh my god! But like, 
Think about, okay, think about a Javert and Valjean, like, duet, but with him and Tom. Or him and Vizzer won in a battle, oh. like, battle of wits. Battle, oh. yeah, like a word battle kind of, oh. Yes! Oh my oh. god, we have to make this musical We happen. have to make this a I thing. can't write music, but we can do this. Somebody write in. Somebody that does music shit, write in. We are working on this project. Lin-Manuel team. Miranda, Lin-Manuel, <laughs> tweet me. God damn it, Lynn. Tweet me. For Fuck. fuck's sake. It's been long enough. Oh my god. Okay. Cassie? Okay. What I'd love to see for Cassie, because I feel like the easy, easy guess is going to be like, oh, really A like sugary, sweet. Love like, ballad. Love ballad. Virgin. I say like, fuck all of that. I want her to have like a super strong, like feminist, not like super hardcore rock, but like very powerful, angry message. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 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 here, okay, but I feel like she would have a scene where she's debating, like, a moral dilemma, and what if she, like, swapped in between, like, the two sides of the issue, and one is, like, she's very, like, I don't know what to do, blah, 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 and then the other one was, like, no, we have to do it this way because this is how blah, 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 like, you know, just, like, with the two moods, and then it all, like, swells together in the end, and she's, like, scared, but also, like, very powerfully determined, I don't know. That would be amazing, as well as having her on stage and, like, two different ambient lightings on either side. That when she's debating, yes. she's walking back and forth, and the lighting is switching her look as she goes, oh. debating between these two points. Yeah. So we've already got choreography started, guys. This project is getting legs. Come on! Oh, my God. Oh. I have just images in my head i don't know how morphing would fucking work but oh my god it's i don't know because i don't know but we'd make it work we would figure this out somehow oh oh my god this would be amazing and like okay so tobias i think would have a sappy love ballad he would be the one that would fill that yeah even if it wasn't about love yeah some sort of soliloquy like by himself yeah Sort of he would he would but then i i feel like over time he'd eventually like come out stronger as like you know he and his hawk self form into yeah he'd have a song about flying oh. <laughs> i'll fly away <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh god oh my god that would be good that would be so good and that leaves axe and i'm not really sure what about my terrible son axe what about your terrible son, Axe? Because I feel like the easy way out of this is to say he'd do some techno thing, blah, blah, blah. And that's, I don't, that's cheesy. I hate that idea. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, he brings the what? humor. Oh. So he could do kind of like a, I don't know. I feel like he could contribute a lot to like Marco and Tobias, especially like their songs. He yeah. would just have like funny moments in there. Um, again, yeah. similar to like Hamilton, but I feel like he maybe doesn't have a ton of songs or he has very short, like clips, like when things are really tense, he adds like a yeah paragraph to somebody else's song. But then at the end, he gets his own, I am torn between the Andalites and the humans and has to like sing it out broadly, powerfully yeah. with himself. Oh Yeah. And then at the end, turns around, decides he's going to side with Jake as his prince. And, like, that's his big moment. Power Ooh. ballad. I love this musical that we've made. We have made something 
amazing. Oh my god. Would Visitor 3 have a villain song? God, it's like cheesy, but it's such a wasted opportunity not to. I just picture him like walking across the stage, like kicking his legs out all super campy and like, (laughs) do dance again. I it's, was picturing like something like from Beauty and the Beast or the like and he's got the da 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 Oh yeah. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but yeah, I like I also like the campy <laughs> <laughs> If they were doing an Animorphs parody musical, he would be Yeah, the that's Voldemort. the thing, is like I don't want this to be a parody and yeah. yet there's If this like... were a serious musical, then yeah, he would have a you know a more intense sort of situation. Fuck. I love it. I love this whole musical we've made. This is great. We need to do this. Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Oh. oh, man. I'm especially Cassie's. I'm very excited for. I'm very, very, oh. very excited for Marco's entire part. I'm very excited for Rachel's entire part. I'm oh very God. excited for most of this. Yes. Jake's Jake's intense sing-off with Visor One. Oh my god. Who's our Broadway cast, or do we not know enough Broadway stars to make this happen? I, I know no Broadway stars except for maybe Matt Doyle. Matt Matt Doyle? Do you think it's Matt Doyle? Is it Matt Doyle? That is that Matt Doyle? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing in this space. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I just love that our podcast is just us stealing McElroy bits half the time. It really is. (laughs) Listen, guys, they did it really well. So, like, why bother doing any of the legwork ourselves Yeah, we can just reiterate their bits? Oh, my God. It's pretty true. (laughs) It is. It is. But also we need to become them so that we can get Lynn on this project that's very, very important to us now. Yes. The Animorphs musical. It's happening. Someday. Somehow. Somehow. Some way. If fucking Andrew Lloyd Webber can make a stupid musical about cats, we can do this. <laughs> they made so many musicals that are not as ridiculous as the plot of Animorphs. It's true. A true battle royale. All right. Last joy question. Okay. What is your favorite color? Green. No. Blue. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> guess it's blue really i thought you were green again i don't know i don't know this either is my literal problem can i pick a color scheme yeah because it's absolutely orange and blue complimentary color scheme excellent i like that okay uh <laughs> i will come back to dancing sax's spoiler question okay because it's in another channel and i am too lazy okay yes other alex p asks if you could change things that have happened so far in the series what would that be i would take out the helmicron's rabies book and just get rid of it i would do the same with the jake man book yeah think of i mean we could have had an extra axe and an extra tobias book instead oh okay to be fair to the other alex p who i love dearly and gives the best alcohol recommendations (laughs) Let's go ahead and instead of just what would we change in the series, let's take the, those two books that we just said we hated and morph them into an Axe or Tobias book. I'll go ahead and give you Axe because he's your baby boy and I'll do the Tobias plot. 
Okay. Okay. Comic-Con's rabies. What did we do in that book that was important to the series? Well, we set the premise of what happens if we get exposed by a random person, which was a really interesting plot point that we never resolved. Okay. You're right. Let's focus on that and write a Tobias book around that. (laughs) Okay. Oh, okay. So that would have been good because Tobias would be the only one who could track him outside of school. So this would be a mostly Tobias alone book except for catching up the rest of the Animorphs. And also Marco has to get exploded as, well, we don't really care about that part. That didn't really do much for us. And some shit about rabies. See, that could be a cool thing to explore, though. Like... If they're on the yeah. mission, what if Marco had been bitten earlier by the dog with rabies? And so he's slowly, they're all relying on him to give these plans of how they're going to retrieve the camera, who Tobias has been basically doing shit just to keep this kid from getting the film developed anywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's been like causing random scenarios. And Marco's trying to give them plot points of, you know, how to solve it, but they keep getting more and more insane because he's slowly losing his mind. And it's not until somebody figures out that he has rabies and, like, forces him to morph. Or Probably Cassie. forces him to morph. See, that would be good. Cassie would be good. Or, like, he comes up with this whole, like, we're going to rob the film store in our battle morphs. And he morphs to Gorilla. And everybody's following the plan hesitantly, thinking, like, he knows what he's doing. And then he has to call it all off. Okay. Because it would cure him if he morphed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's why he'd get to battle more if they'd be about to launch this thing. And then he'd have to call everything off, but they'd still have to scramble to get the camera from this kid. Yes. And maybe as they were trying to attempt to call it off, they would get ambushed and have to fight their way out. They had to fight their way out, but that gives Tobias a chance to swipe the camera. They destroy it together. And then we get a moment of Rachel and Tobias having their dating moment defining their boyfriend and girlfriend and enjoying each other's company as they watch the film burn. <laughs> That's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Standing over the thing that's burning. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. So that's the book that we would write instead for that one. Okay. okay. What happened in the Jake book? Okay. So the Jake book was the only thing of real consequence was that Cassie was losing her mind and Jake did not check to see if if she was okay and then she turned into a scary terrorist person Mm -hmm. so that's the only lesson that we learned from that book was check your team was check your team so how could we spin Axe into this situation? There was the Matrix ending though where he had to choose the girl or save the world and he chose save Cassie Uh uh-huh (gasps) <gasps> okay. But Cassie had to make the same choice for Jake in her book where she came out the working camp. Anyway. Um, Fuck, she did, didn't she? Yeah. Um, okay. Right. So Axe. Axe book. Uh, I, just, I just want him to have fun. <laughs> Is that so Can wrong? Can I add a kink into your plan of fun? Okay. What if Axe is the one that discovers the children growing factories that the Yerks had in that book that they mentioned for two minutes and the mission was to free the children. Free the children. Oh. And then we could bring in more of the whole like, how could humans do this? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. Although, although it's the Yerks oh. but But how yes. But we could But uh, then Yeah. 
moral quandaries that Axe has to face yeah, for humanity. So, something about something about humans doing terrible things that makes what him... if what if they do that and they actually like somehow had captured a young Andalite that they hadn't infested yet through <gasps> I don't know, and then he has to give the child to Gefinilin and Myrtle to raise. Oh my god. I, that doesn't, I think, work with the timeline at all. I just no, it does. It does. Geffenel and Myrtle was 40, and then this is 41. Oh, shit. That would have been perfect. Yeah. And, and Geffenel would, would seen... presumably still be alive as well. Right. And then Myrtle has somebody to keep him company after, after Geffenel dies. And Axe would have to be the one that went to them and, like, then, like, said, <gasps> I have this child and I need your help. And then he would have had to reconnect with... Oh, oh, Alex, you did it. <laughs> we did it. Oh, my we did God. it together. I love that so much. Oh, that would have been so good. A little child, a little Andalite <sighs> child who is an orphan. And then he gets two dads. He does get two dads and they're the best dads. Oh and he God. would have an uncle axe and like, oh, oh fuck. I love this. Oh, and then that Andalite also would have been raised with this, like, idea of different families and, and realizing that people with disabilities are still just as much, yeah. they're just as capable and just as wonderful and complete beings. And then he would take that back to the Andalite homeworld and be the best Andalite. Oh, my God. I love this fictional Andalite we've oh, made. I love this child that we've made. Oh. Oh, my God. Like the Andalite Jesus. He'll bring the teachings back to the people. (laughs) He would. (laughs) Oh, okay. I I love that. That was great. I love these books that we've created. (laughs) I love how we're just taking, like, people's questions and just making them our own thing. (laughs) Well, like, I felt bad because it's like, well, I feel like, I mean, Alex asked us, like, a really, like, good question which was like what's a big thing that we would change about the books and we were both just like oh just remove that and i feel like that's not like good enough like yeah it's only it's only taking away it's not adding anything yeah so like i like i want to contribute and like we have to yes alex p i don't want to like disappoint him with shitty answers (laughs) (laughs) oh god i don't know well he has another one for us and that's okay if you had a megamorph, what would be the focus? Oh, I think we've talked about this. Oh? Because we've talked about doing a Pemolite one, right? Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I would, would I would good. fucking love a Pemolite one. The Pemolite or Taxon for sure would be. I but Pemolite first. Yeah, because we got a little bit of the Taxons in Andalite Chronicles. Right, right. Um, but, oh my god. Yeah, Pemolite, I feel, was the only, like really prominent race that we didn't really explore mm-hmm. and you could have gotten yeah. like really horrible and graphic with the whole like howlers coming in and killing everybody yeah and then the end could have be been like... like handing the shit off to the chi oh and you follow like the last pemolite and this is like his yeah. dying like oh, it would have been like echoes of elfangor's like logging off in the uh-huh oh that would have been amazing Ugh. Especially coming from such, like, a joyful and happy place of them in the universe and, like, yeah. all, like, they're an insanely cool society and then, oh, 
yeah, like you come from this idealized world, your world is completely destroyed, and how does that affect you moving forward? Like, are you still happy, or are you just like ridden with this like oppressive memory, you know? Yeah, and that could even like turn into something about like how they latched onto Earth because of like they had wolves, but wolves were like the angry version of themselves and like okay there's a whole thing there that would have been badass to to write through oh so good yeah cool oh man okay okay a much more concise and on-topic answer (laughs) we didn't go completely off the rails with that one that's right we didn't write our own fan fictions again (laughs) okay jensberry asks, if you were in Tobias's shoes in book 13, would you have chosen to become a human Nothlet, or would you have stayed Hawk with morph capabilities? I would have stayed Hawk with morph capabilities. I think I would have as well. Let's yeah. Because that was the one with with um, the Elemist. The Elemist. Okay, that wasn't the one with um, his his cousin, allegedly. Alleged lawyer's no, no, alleged no, no. cousin. No, no, no. That was his alleged... Yeah, his alleged lawyer's alleged... That was way later. Yeah, this okay, is yeah. the one where the, the Elemist um, puts him through all those shitty scenarios and right. saves the hork and Yeah. Right. Because at the time, he had, like, no one and nothing for his human self. Like, he right. missed being a human in some ways, but... But he was, like, kind of starting to accept it. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, I mean, mean, if it were... For me, I would have done it just because I'm like, listen, I'm not losing the morphing power. Like, <laughs> even if it wasn't about like staying in the war and like fighting with my friends, it would have been like, I'm not losing out on this fucking opportunity right here. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I would love to morph. Yeah, me too. More than anything. If they said they've come up with this technology tomorrow, but 50-50 shot, you'd just die the first time you morphed, I'd say, give it to me. No hesitation. (laughs) (sighs) What if it was like 10, 90, 90% you'd die? I'd do it. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, fuck yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, what do I have to live for? Oh, no. You have a horse now. Well, yeah. I had one before. He died. This one will eventually die. I have a contingency plan for her. She'd be taken care of okay. in the event of my death. Okay. And 10% chance I could turn into her and we could fucking hang. Like, come on. Okay, fair. Yeah. Oh, that would be so cool. Okay. okay. Next one. Yes. Another one from Tallmite. Which book would you love to reread if it was changed so that the team kept their morphs acquired during time travel missions? Well, dinosaurs, dinosaurs obviously. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Oh my god. I think god. this was the one that when it came in on the Discord, I literally wrote dinosaurs in all caps and then deleted it. I was like, no, save it for the podcast. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Yes. Fuck. Dinosaurs. Wreck shit up. Oh my god, can you imagine going into the Yerk pool and everybody being like, oh no, the animals are attacking. And then it's like the whole, is like the Rex echoes around this tiny cavern. Yes. <laughs> Rears up to his full height as the banner that says, when aliens ruled the earth, <laughs> falls down in front of him. Oh Absolutely. my god. Oh my god, fucking dinosaurs. It's fucking dinosaurs. Okay, but. Dinosaurs. To be fair. To be okay. fair. You're going to take dinosaurs off the table, so I have to answer the question honestly. I'm trying to think of what other morphs they acquired during time travel missions that they don't 
jaguar, anything Jag- in the jungle. Okay, jaguar monkeys, some kind of bird, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. That's uh, why they've never morphed monkeys again. That makes sense yeah. to me now. I mean, uh, if they that? kept the jaguar, then Cassie could have gone head to head with that leopard in in the Ooh. Aftran book. Ooh. Oh, that would have been very cool. Who would win? A I leopard or a jag? I don't know. No. We'll have to call that 90s TV show where they pit animals. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bear versus shark. Bear, who's going to win? The shark is in water, but the bear is big. <laughs> The bear is bear. That's literally like kind of what it boiled down to. Yeah. Like, Here's a shitty 3D it. animation of them fighting. <laughs> yeah, but also let us build a like $20,000 hydraulic rig of a shark biting thing so we can chomp them and see. Like, Oh my god. Uh, it was like Mythbusters without any of the actual science or learning. <laughs> yeah, anyways, it's going to be dinosaurs, but if I had to pick one from the Jungle Book... It would have to be the jaguar, right? I yeah. Your your alternate is monkeys. Yeah, fuck monkeys. monkeys Definitely are not monkeys. I hate monkeys. Were there any other time travel missions except for the third mega morphs? But I don't think they acquired anything except for maybe like a horse. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think they did. Okay. Well, dinosaurs. Dinosaurs for sure. Dinosaurs. Okay, and dinosaurs. the last question that we have. Yes. Is from Dancing Saxes, and I realized I said Dancing Axes before, and that's wrong. It's Dancing Saxes. Is it? I always read it Dancing Axes. I do too, but it's there's definitely another S, so I assume saxophone? I don't know. Ah, it turns out, we found out after all these books, I truly am dyslexic. <laughs> I okay. am too. Anyways. It's all good. Okay. <laughs> Dancing Saxes asks... Why okay. do you think Rachel had to be the one who died? And who would you pick to take her spot? How would this change affect the team? <gasps> this is something I've always wanted to ask Applegate, and I missed my opportunity. No! Oh, no. Hmm. I, the only one I can think of is Jake. I was just playing with all the scenarios in my head, and I think I'm landing on Jake as well, but I wanted to, like, run through it. Because Marco would just be like losing all of your tactics and yeah it would have been horrible but like i feel like that would have morphed into a very like kind of the mediocre ending where everybody's like well he would have liked us to really have fun at his funeral yeah and i we hate have, that we have so. to laugh we have to exactly look at the bad and just laugh at like yeah no so not marco not marco not tobias like that's Uh, although now that i'm thinking about it that might be another candidate because he's it would be so heartbreaking when he had gone from trying to kill himself in book three to learning to accept himself and wanting to live and then being the one to die yeah and where seeing rachel's reaction to that would that's like so easy to inverse because we saw it from the other perspective like it would be so easy to see that opposite ways and like how horrifying that would have been yeah. the other way oh. okay we'll put Tobias in the maybe pile and we'll go <laughs> down down the rack of endings to what if what about Axe I would have flipped a whole goddamn table 
<laughs> How horrifying would that have been, though? Like with Elfangor dying oh, at the beginning no. of the war to start it, and then Axe bookending it at the end of the war to end it. That would have sucked so much. And I feel like if he had to die, I feel like it would have only been appropriate if he were taking down Vizzer 1. Yes. Yeah. It would have been an action that would, like, if he had been the one to take over the ship at all, ram the blade ship. He takes the pool ship, rams the blade ship, ends up dying in the battle, but also taking out Tom and Vizzer. Like, he effectively ended the war with his sacrifice. That would have been a crazy bookend. That would have narratively been very, very cool. Yeah. Okay. Put that one in the maybe pile. Oh, no. Let's go to Cassie. (laughs) Oh. I mean, I don't know. Like, Cassie has shown in the past that she could be very self-sacrificing when she needs to. Mm Mm-hmm. I think there would have been, like, meta implications about, like, killing your only black character. Um... Oh yeah, I didn't even yeah consider that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Okay, here's what I was considering with Cassie. She's in the no pile, but this is how watching Jake's journey after that. I was thinking about this because the first perspective we cut to after Rachel dies is Jake. So if Cassie had have died right on the heels of the marriage proposal, and then Jake spinning into that whole depression, that would have like. I feel like that just would have been amplified so much. Oh, so brutal. <laughs> yeah, that would have been brutal. But that Cassie's a definite no because yeah. of other implications. But that would have been a really brutal story to tell. I don't think that, I think it would have been, everybody would have thought Marco was the leader then because Marco would have had to immediately step up and it would be him and Axe at the forefront mm-hmm. and like, Jake would have been in Tobias's shoes where he's mourning yeah. forever. Yeah. And then maybe Rachel and Tobias kind of slot right into that Jake Cassie where they somehow drift apart because of war ending. Oh, I hate that. Things that destroyed them. Yeah. That, see, that would be a really easy mix up, I think, for the plot lines of each character to just. Yeah. So it's like same ending, just like mixing and matching who played what role. Well, okay. But like, here's the other thing about Cassie is that she is like the moral figurehead like she's the one who you know until she gave up the morphing cube was like we cannot like become this like bad thing sorry i'm I'm losing articulation a little bit but like (laughs) she's like she's like the heart of this captain planet team so like what happens when you lose theoretically one of the most like wholesome and pure members of your team for the cause like, what does that say? You know? Uh, yeah. Well, that and the the whole, like what Jake mentions is that the free Hork-Bajur and the free Taxons are part of our victory. So it's like all of that advantage that they got and all of the good they did would have just been erased. And that's super unacceptable. Like saving the rainforest, saving, you know, having the Yellowstone, saving the other species providing a yeah. sanctuary for these guys. Like, yeah. all of that good would have been erased, and it would have been, like, the end of the war is for absolutely nothing at that point. I mean, not nothing, but, like, you know what Cassie, I mean. It, Cassie definitely had work to do after the war. 
Yeah. And, and she's the one that, like, really maximized the good that came out of such a terrible situation. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, definitely can't be Cassie. Okay. Yeah, for a multitude of reasons. Multitude of reasons. <sighs> so I guess we're just talking about Jake now, huh? I guess. Did I miss anybody? Uh, no, I think we, we did. got everyone. Yeah, okay, so just Jake. What if we had lost Jake? I mean, like, so strategically, like, you know, Marco and company wouldn't let him go on the train because he was the leader and he had to see yeah. the whole war through, basically. Right. So, like, that's the only reason I think it couldn't have been Jake. But how would it have been if Jake had had another standoff with his brother with no Cassie interfering this time? Oh, okay. This is exactly what I... So my whole thing was Jake set up this plot for the following day and then just walks out of camp without a word to anybody. (gasps) So the rest of the team follows through his plan, but he's on the ship with Tom and he's the one that has to kill Tom. Oh my God. Oh my God. I could totally see him doing that. Yeah. And that would be like the final, we've been following Jake. He's been holding it together, but he snapped and he find like he left and that's it. We're on our own. We have to carry this. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. That would be a cool ending, but terrible. Yeah, I think I think it would have to be Jake for me. I think that's my answer. Like, and it's kind of poetic that he's been the leader through all this. And then he's the one that kind of goes down with the ship. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. He is. the. Okay. I love that. I love that. His final I decision. also wrote another fan fiction, though, while we were talking. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm on the fence now about Jake or Tobias. Okay. I love what we just wrote about Jake. That's excellent. That's a very good answer. Tobias, what if somehow Tobias was able, like, Jake, for whatever reason, couldn't tell Rachel right away in that moment that he formed the plan when Cassie was, like, flying and, like, complaining about whatever she was talking about. Um, And Tobias, like, knew that Jake was up to something and pressed him until he... Jake told Tobias the plan, and Tobias is the one that went instead of Rachel because he didn't want to let Rachel go, and he went and had that final battle, and they were all watching Tobias take Rachel's place and have to, like, really come into some aggression while he fought that battle against Tom. Oh, okay. And the reason I say part of that is because Tobias just went into isolation and depression. Rachel probably would have turned to alcohol or drugs. You think? I th- I think it could an argument could be made that she would turn to something like that, having no outlet anymore for all of her anger and the hurt at losing Tobias and all of that. I think that could be made. Okay, spoilers for the end of season three of The O.C., but you remember- A show everybody here has been waiting to watch season three of. <laughs> I'm just saying- um, do you remember when Marissa died and at the beginning of season four, Ryan joined this like weird fight club thing? 
Yes. Oh. That's what I was thinking for Rachel. Oh my god. Like she just fucking fights people. Okay, you're right. We just have to go back to Jake dying. That would have been an excellent oh, ending. Oh my god. I, We're agreed. The it Tobias to one too, though. Like that's that's a very feasible thing I could see. Is Tobias not wanting yeah. to lose Rachel, so going in her place, and also because like he doesn't. I mean, he has family, but like I could see him right, making that Rachel's sacrifice like, for Rachel. Yeah. 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 I hate it. I hate it. I hate it at all. Yeah. I, I'm i torn now. I'm kind of sold on this Jake ending just because of the whole OC comparison that you made to Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate that. So I think I might go back to Jake because that would be... That would be crazy. And then the rest of them, like, just floundering without Jake to turn to after the war. I think that would have been a really interesting like their leader is gone and it's somebody they still want to like they still look to him for direction so not only is the war over and they don't know what to do with their lives they don't have any sort of leader anymore and they all just flounder (laughs) also i was thinking while we were talking about this it's like okay is this a little too like harry potter like him going into the woods to to get killed but Unlike Harry Potter, we don't bring him back to life and he stays dead and we live with the consequences of that because fuck bringing people back to life in fiction, I swear to God. Yeah, that was the other thing I was worried about with Cassie is because she has those mythical connections to like timelines and she can feel when like they're not in the right schism of the present or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be like if the Elemis came to Cassie if she died to pay respects to her I feel like she would have some sort of like mystical hand-waving power moment mm-hmm. there and that might like really make the ending something that none of us wanted including <gasps> oh. <laughs> including Applegate. <laughs> oh, I just thought of something else. Yes. So Krayak's whole thing was he wanted Jake dead, right? Oh, yeah. But that's not, like, part of the game. That's just his own personal agenda, right? Right. So how would it be that he got what he wanted in Jake dying, but he lost the game? Oh, what if that ended the century-long war between Cryak and the Elemis because that was a stalemate? Because Cryak said, no, that's what I wanted. And the Elemis said, but you lost the game. And he said, but Jake died. I won the game. And that was what ended their battle. Holy shit. Holy shit, that would be crazy. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, we've done it. Oh my god. And that would be like an even bigger like peace-saving mission and Cassie saying like, look at all the good we've done, but then she lost Jake. And, oh. Yeah, oh. I'm kind of sold on this. Okay. I kind of... Here's the question. I kind of like this. Yeah, yeah, here's the question. Of that thing we just wrote where Jake dies instead yeah. of Rachel... Would you rather have that than Rachel dying? I don't think so. Okay. Just because I, I mean, I think I'll have to sit with it for a while and, and like really think about it, but okay. the way that they wrote it and the way that everybody fell apart, I do feel like we wouldn't feel that consequences of a war story the way that we do if that's the way it was written because like, yeah, Cassie lost Jake. But, like, well, I guess, I mean, Rachel and Tobias could still drift apart and, like, Cassie and Marco could still have their thing. Like, maybe we could. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I just, I, I love all of the reasons why the end is the way it is. 
So it would be hard for me to change it. But that Jake one is a really strong contender. And I will consider that for a while longer. And then you get Rachel back. (laughs) Your favorite girl. Right. Right. I do. Not that, like, we want Jake to die or anything. (laughs) No, we don't. But, like, I'm I'm not one of the people that says, like, oh, there's no way Rachel could have come back after the war, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, she would be changed forever. But it's not like she was lost as a person. And I, I would... I want for her to get the chance to prove yeah. the people that say that wrong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a really good yeah. point. Well, what a good note to end on. That was a fucking epic question. Yeah. Holy shit. That's all we got, <laughs> I think. Unless we got some emails. But. Uh, no, we did not. Okay. Well, shit. That was... I didn't ask on Reddit. <laughs> well, that was super fun. That was a lot of fun. That was, it was really fun actually for me, just in a really uh, narcissistic and personal way to come into this with absolutely no notes or anything that I needed. Yeah. Like I kind of glanced over the questions like a a little bit before we recorded, but I, you know, I didn't really have anything prepared. So I think we did pretty good. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I like that. Thank you, everybody who wrote in questions. Yeah, oh my thanks. god, you guys have been so Such... awesome through this whole podcast and hanging out with us and. Yeah, for sure. And like, I, I, some of you, I'm not totally sure I've interacted with you in different ways before, but like, it's, it's been so awesome to get friends through this. Like, yeah, it's just been really cool. So everybody who's like written in, talked to to me over email or facebook or whatever talk to both of us on facebook or on reddit twitter or whatever thank you guys for writing in and if i don't know all your usernames sometimes it does take me a while to figure out what they are across platforms <laughs> and i'm sorry for that <laughs> but yeah you guys are freaking awesome yes agreed yeah and next time um, we're gonna do episode one again we're going to do episode one again. Uh, Yay. Uh. <laughs> and then we'll, uh, we'll talk about the TV show. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. I can't believe this is over though. I'm like the book series. I just still I can't believe. <sighs> I can't believe it either. And I'm looking at like my calendar and I still have like all our recording times <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, but we're like not talking about books. This <sighs> is so weird. Yeah. But we will talk about the books one more time. One more time. Mm -mm. (laughs) We don't stop. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, Fuck. All right. Well, if you um, had more thoughts or questions that you want us to answer on a personal basis or private questions that you don't want us to read out loud on the podcast... (laughs) You can, you can send those to us at anonymousanimorphs at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at Animorphs Anonymous or our super secret, super awesome Facebook group, The Andalite Bandalites, facebook.com slash group slash Animorphs Anonymous. You can tweet at us at Animorphs Anon. You can Instagram us at Animorphs Anonymous. And I think that's all. Well, you can find me on Reddit. I post the episodes <laughs> on Reddit. So if you know how to use that platform, feel free to send me a message there. I respond all the time. So, um, If you want to send us a question to us and to all the other people that we interact with, you can join our Discord server. Um, there's a link to that in our Andalite Bandalites group, or you can just email us and we'll hook you up with the link. 
Um, and then if you want to listen to our podcast anywhere else, you can do that anywhere else. We are on all the podcast sites ever. We're on so many of the podcast sites. Oh my God, there's so many. Um, if you're sick of fucking audio media and you think I would really love some visual media, Casey, where can I find that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, for instance, I have a web comic that I write and draw and it's called Beside You and it's about music and romance. And you can go look at that at B-S-I-D-E-Y-O-U-Comic.com. It updates on Wednesdays. Chapter 3 is happening. Stuff is gonna do things. <laughs> That's the most spoiler-free <laughs> summary I've ever heard. Things occur in this comic that I make. <laughs> there is a beginning. There's a middle. There's an end. There's a climax. There is dialogue. It's basically the gamut of everything you can have in a comic. <laughs> There's some characters, some conversations, some feelings, and... Eventually, there will be smooches, hopefully. Aww. Yay. All right, so now you've gotten to the end of reading Casey's comic, and you thought, that was some good visual media. I'd like to go back to audio media. (laughs) Well, good news. I can help you out, because sometimes I'm on another podcast, and I'm not really knowledgeable or a host at all, but my friends are are very accommodating to me and let me say things. This other podcast is called From Cabinets to Crisis, a Superboy podcast, ass asked, which is not the proper way to say that that reverberation, but we're here now and we're doing it. Um, but yeah, From Cabinets to Crisis, a Superboy podcast, and it's uh, about Superboy. It's a 90s comic book. There's the most awesome dancer, exotic dancer of all time, who's a superhero. It's great i know nothing about superboy please come and listen to it <laughs> drew does cool things with my voice it's awesome Ooh. sexy yeah he he makes it no not sexy he makes it angry <laughs> i was the triumvirate i judge superman for his powers Ooh. you can hear me doing some shitty voice acting because <laughs> my voice doesn't do that many things but it is fun <laughs> oh god um yeah Asked and answered, I guess. We did it. We did it. We answered some questions. <sighs> I'm going to go eat some fucking food. I'm going to just go to bed. Fuck it. <laughs> you had your ice cream. That's... Now it's bedtime. I had my ice cream. My stomach hurts. I'm going to go to bed now. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. And stay cool. Because it's hot out there. <laughs> This is what we've we've been relegated to, is talking about the weather. All right. That's how you know it's time. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for your questions. Thank you for talking to us all of this time. We love you all. Bye. Good day. Bye.